We got numbers. It's rolling. Cleveland Moto Podcast number 384. Four, 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 four. <laughs> Light them up, boys. And they're off. To my immediate left. Oscar. Just put squeaks in his mouth. I know. Cheese curds. You yeah. cut me. There you go. <laughs> Chris brought charcuterie as usual. He's he's on top of things. Thanks, Chris. To his immediate left. Uh, Steve Sleepy. And I think charcuterie is cool, but everybody's moving on to the snackle box. Ah. That's where you take a tackle box and fill it with snacks. So that's much better. I'll keep that wow. in mind. Just letting you know. I'll that's keep a, it in mind. That's a damn good idea. I know. <laughs> snackle box. <laughs> do I, do I, I, just, I just like the word. <laughs> I know. <laughs> do I have to clean the, uh, the grease out of the box first? No, I think that's the charm. Yeah. It adds... It's like boat aging liquor. It ah, adds to it. Oh, <laughs> don't start with that shit. Oh, man. Because once you get past the oh, smell. I mean, they're going to charge more for yeah. it. <laughs> did, nice. You did see that we got the, the one uh, listener that got the, the rum the rum with the, the boat. Yeah, he See, boat aged yeah. it. It boat literally is <laughs> boat aged rum. Yeah, I love that shit. So and good. to his immediate left, Dan the Squirrel Slayer Crunk. Oh my fucking <laughs> god, man! Got, <laughs> in our podcast for years, we've said squirrel. Yeah, yep. but now Dan has got three thousand seven hundred eighty-six reasons to hate fucking squirrels. Oh, yeah. squirrel. Fucking squirrels. And to his immediate left, Christmas. And, and Christmas meets in your mouth right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we brought some uh, biltong. Mm-hmm. South right. African jerky, pretty yep. good, homemade, and then we also brought some uh, squeaky cheese. That squeaky cheese. Some of the squeak is left. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's not the squeakiest <laughs> of squeaky cheeses, but it's but delicious. it's still delicious. It's yeah, damn delicious. Yeah. And then we did a pizza run, so we're all. If you sound, if you if you hear the sound of chewing, it's not accidental. Right, exactly. <laughs> uh, ASMR, motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, if you hear this, that's that's, sleepy. Uh, that's a totally different podcast. <laughs> that's sleepy. Oh. <laughs> So, uh, you guys, I have to say, Eliza, our friend from Motorcycles and Misfits, you know, she, uh, she bought that, S, that uh, Benelli, Benelli TNT 135, yep. and we all had fun riding it around mid-Ohio with a big-ass knobby uh, Kenda big, big blocks on it, and all had a good time, but she got a wild hair up her butt. <laughs> to do, pardon the visual. As um, she is wont yeah. to do. Yeah, right. Uh, but she got a. She just got this crazy, um, this idea to do a sidecar rig, right? And now I have my huh. I have my issues with uh, sidecars on small bikes, on little tiny bikes. I do, you know. And there is this company uh, that comes that hails from. Uh, I'm good. I've got pizza going right now. Thank you very much. Uh, there's this company that hails from, I believe it's uh, one of them Kakalakis. It's either a North Kakalaki or a South Kakalaki. I'm not exactly sure. But what they do is they have got, they're called Industrial Moto. We're going to give them a plug because what they do is kind of cool. And if you've got uh, some kind of weird... It's a weird V20. Oh, he, the, look, Industrial Moto's got all kinds of weird bikes. But if Ooh. you've got, you know, a Grom or you've got something like that, uh, he's the guy. I mean, he, dude, he's just the guy. And they, Industrial Moto, does these really fun sidecar rigs, really fun sidecar rigs for your um, mini motos for these, these kinds of bikes. And if you take a look at this, mm. which I do you know, I want you to go ahead and uh, check it out. But the uh, uh, my dang my my big TV went off. It probably timed out because I wasn't giving it enough love. So there. And TV uh, hates film. My TV does hate. Oh, there it goes. It's back. It's. Kind of looks like a Benelli. 
Well, that one is a Grom. So that's an actual, you know, Grom. That's a Grommy, Gromming, Grominsman, right? So that's a Grom. And what, I mean, I guess the biggest thing that I would like to tell people is that that particular rig that you see there, that's designed to hold a human being. It's got a race seat in it and some straps and everything else. Now, that's not exactly how they do all their sidecars. A lot of their sidecars are more utility-minded. Yeah. <laughs> and I like the term utility because, you know, utility means case of beer. Dump right? shit in there. Right, yep. exactly. And so I really do think that um, if you are going to build a sidecar, then doing it this way is kind of cool. Uh, Wait, it's only 800 bucks? No, that's a bit of a trick. So (laughs) it is a bit of a trick, isn't it? So it is a bit of a trick. That's the deposit. Exactly. Right, right, right. So that's the deposit. And so we do want you to be fully aware that that is the deposit of the vehicle. So it's going to cost you $1,695. You do an $800 deposit. So I really wish they didn't have the number 800 up there in bright red letters. Kind of, it's, it's misleading if you don't read it exactly one sentence later. Okay. So if you've got such a short attention span, you probably deserve to get (laughs) fucked. fucked. Yeah, right. You're going to lose your deposit. If you got, yeah, if you've got such a short attention span that you can't figure this system out. True. You probably get fucked a lot in your life. Or you didn't listen to Judge Judy. Yeah, yeah, right. Judge Melanor. Yeah, exactly. Still can't fucking get that. That link to that thing. Or you're very but far anyway. from the screen and all you can see is the 800. I right. See. Yeah, mm-hmm. fair enough. Right. I, I dig that. Yeah, so that's what that's all about. So anyway. Is tonight a black t-shirt night? It, it, well, it you is. didn't get the metal? Yeah, it's coming oh, Fucking Chris, we told you, man. industry people. Oh, this guy. Yeah, we are kind of motorcycle industry people, and you're going to have <laughs> a lot of that. So yeah, but the utility sidecars from uh, Industrial Moto, pretty cool. And she's going to, so I guess they're going to build the first ever Custom made utility, damn, yeah, utility sidecar rig for a Benelli uh, TNT hmm. 135. Mm, we just got to get it there. It's just got to somehow get I to. Mean, how does it attach? I don't even see attachment points. You know, you bring up an excellent point. Wait, you, so you're supposed to give them the bike so they can? Well, I think because they haven't they haven't done one. Well, for you know what? Despite today's advancements in 3D printing and laser scanning and everything else, they might still have to, you know, the dentist might still need to look in your mouth to see how bad your teeth are. Fair uh, point. So, yeah. So, they do have a DIY kit, and they have a DIY kit that they can send you, yeah, that's right? What I want. But that one doesn't exist for With the tie straps. <clears throat> it's cheaper by $400, but again, connection brackets to your bike not included. Mm. Okay? It's a bare steel cart. Now, uh, it's powder coated and it's very pretty. And it has tie down strap locations and stuff on it. So, pretty is she cool. getting the uh, matching green Benelli? Yeah. Color? I hope. I guess. I would make sense, right? Yes, I hope. So, if you do the utility sidecar BY, BYO option, I guess is the way you'd put it, right? Uh, DIY. DIY, right? So, then you're going to be. 940 bucks if you want it to come with a tire and a rim and a suspension. <laughs> so at this point, yeah, 940 bucks. Yeah, you know, if you want D rings on, 60 bucks more for the D rings. So now you're at 940 doll hairs. Eh, there you go, right? But I mean, like, you could get it without the wheel and put skis and then have a snowmobile tow along. Oof. Wow. Yeah. You know <laughs> and again, though, you're, I mean, you're, you're kind of getting into a lot of money for what is basically just mm-hmm. a metal cart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, I mean, I looked at this and I went, shit, you know, 
horse sulky. You know, it's like I was started thinking of all the things that were shaped like this that we grocery could, cart, grocery cart, exactly <laughs> right, a lightly stolen grocery cart. Yeah, yeah, and we we're like, and you just add a tire and weld that fucker up. Mini right? bike chariot. Mini bike. Yes, exactly. I mean, that's that's the kind of brain that you got to have for this sort of stuff. And I, I, I like that, you know, that's, that's all badass. I'm, I'm a big, big fan of all So where are they things. based out of? I haven't found that yet. Okay. I, I knew that for a second and then it got away from me. So, um, yeah. You know, the mini bike chariot thing has got my brain yep. tapping. Can you imagine trying to tune two like just mini bike clutches to actually <laughs> engage and run at the same speeds on a thing? That would be fucking Helenus. That anus. would be. Helenus. 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 It would be. I was thinking of Helenus. That's our chariot. Okay, yeah, that's that's probably right. Yeah, right. I mean, you guys, if you watch the Macklemore video, you know that there's a Royal Enfield chariot that's got four Royal Enfield <laughs> custom 500s oh. in a row. You don't know abreast? about this? Abreast? No, this is new. Four abreast. Is this new? Wait, oh. Macklemore, the thrift store dude from yeah. 20 years ago? Yeah. He's D-E-D. No, he's not. He's D-E-F. No, he's not. Death. I, I think he died. He's no, dope. he did not die. Come on, guys. This is how terrible. Whoa. Those are terrible, terrible rumors that you're starting. I have not seen this. Yeah, I don't know why you haven't seen this, because this is just about the coolest thing in the fucking world, right? Yeah. So, yeah, if you haven't seen it, again, no fault but your own, uh, the Macklemore video downtown is a veritable cornucopia of people in the Seattle area motor scooter scene. Damn. Uh, rocking out with their cockings out on their scooters for a fucking video. Nice. And if you haven't seen the video, you have not seen not one, but four Moto Guzzi, and those appear to be G5s. Uh, maybe they're G5s, maybe they're C5s. Are they Royal matter. Enfield or Moto Guzzi? They're Royal Enfields. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah, Royal they're Royal Enfield <laughs> C5s stacked four abreast, being controlled by something in that, in that, in that chariot. Right? I mean, right. come on. If that's not just the coolest thing in the goddamn world, I don't know what is. How would you turn that mess? Well, you'd have Carefully. to watch the video to find yeah, out, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. So I'm going to give me one second. Talk among yourself. So, yeah, I don't know, man. That's... The ones I've seen, the handlebars are linked. They would have to. So yeah. When you pull on one side, the other side turns automatically. I mean, yeah, it would have to, right? Better question is how are they controlling the throttle and brakes? Well, that, yeah, yeah. Well, the brakes. same. I mean, bra- yeah, fuck brakes, but I mean, at least the- <laughs> you would have to also be linking also all the the, the throttles. They're only doing straightaways, anyhow. They're yeah, out right. yeah. Watch the video. They're turning and shit. Really? Oh. They're driving it around. Damn. They're oh, out man. at the salt flats. They're they're driving. It around. <laughs> oh, yeah, imagine that's, that on that's CGI. Jesus. It's all it green is, screen. It is. Uh, it's, it's Instagram. <laughs> fucking <laughs> wolf juice. <laughs> it's not fake. It's real. Um, it is definitely one of those things. And, uh, oh, fuck. Ah, you motherfucker. You guys are the devil, man. The devil. Fuck you, You're Chris, for bringing fucking, fucking cheese here. I didn't uh, like cheese. cheese. I don't know why you even do that. Uh, what were you they thinking? Have, they have another piece of built on. That'll counteract He's, he's yeah. going to. Fair game. Squeak that out of his ass. Yeah, I had cruciferous vegetables yeah, for lunch. Yeah, that's, that's exactly <laughs> right. <laughs> Vegetarians all smell he's so a, bad. Was he's got the bilabial fricatives over there? <laughs> <laughs> yep. Hey, I got to watch those bilabial fricatives. That'll get right it's up Easy for you. you to say. I know. It's tough. I, I really had to pace, pace myself for that one. I it was like sketchy. That you said labial. <laughs> bilabial fricatives. Yeah. It's, not, it's more than one. So yeah, that's that's bad ass. That looks pretty cool. It's pretty cool, isn't yeah, it? That is neat. Yeah, it's pretty cool. So hey, Mrs. Yeah. Smith sent in a joke. But 
Oh, she did. Oh, oh really? So my mom told me the best time to ask dad for something was during sex. Not the best advice I'd ever been given. I burst through the door, the bedroom door, saying, hey, dad, can I have a new bike? He was pretty upset, but his secretary, surprisingly, was nice about it. And hey, I got the bike. Hey, <laughs> nice. That's hey. funny. Mrs. Smith sent me a joke about you. Yeah. She said, Mr. Smith satisfies me. And that was it. That was the that whole was joke. All it was. <laughs> that was the whole joke. That was and, and then she said, shorts and to the point. Yeah. That's what she said. <laughs> got him. Got him. Got him. Uh-oh, Phil dropped something. I did, and I figured it out. Oh, the okay. TV's unplugged? I think I figured it out. Go ahead. I'm sorry, guys. Technical support. Yeah. So the people that just listened to the podcast are wondering what's going on. Phil is fucking with our giant monitor so that if you watch the podcast, you can follow along. No, that's from that's from the printer. No, it it runs on fumes. It's fine. Oh, that's from the printer. You don't you don't have the printer power grid plugged in. That kind of thing. Yeah, that'll happen occasionally. So it's all right. It's fine. It just it just took me a second to get my defecation centralized, as they say. Right. Right. So we're getting everything sorted out here. Yeah, we had it. I mean, you know, it's working for long. No, but you know, here we are. So there we go. All right. So. Uh, basically, the whole idea of putting sidecars on everything, like people in general, are just like fuck it, dude, put a sidecar on it. Yeah. And it's kind of like that thing where I'm like, well, if the bike weighs less than 400 pounds, scramble it. You know, mm-hmm. I have a tendency to do that. Well, if I have a car that's a boring car, I want to safari that car. I want to, <laughs> you know, fuck it. So why did you not safari that car? Because you should have safaried that car. But what's her her idea for Mid Ohio? She has some ideas for. The garage? I mean, what, what what was her train of thought for saying, fuck yeah, I'm going to put a sidecar on up and I think the idea is that she wants to rock it around mid-Ohio with a beer cooler and a seat on it and have well, fun. I mean, it's, it makes yeah. sense. And it would no. be more fun for the barrel racing and stuff like that. A so, giant Coke cooler. Yeah, and you know what? It, it is, there is something Dying to Coke, be said yeah. for. Yeah, that was thing. You know, there's something to be said for. If you think you're True. having fun, you know, if you think you're having fun with one person, add a sidecar. Right. Right. And that's the thing. And you'll have yeah. twice as much fun. And I, you know, I agree. I'm a, I'm a bit of a sidecar enthusiast. I, I dig that shit. And if you're ever riding with me, you'll know it's called a slide car. Oh, yeah. Well, it's probably going to be three people because she's usually doubling up on the Benelli by itself hey. and then adding. No, no, yeah, no. Right. She's, there are usually two people to ride. Jeez. Ah, doubling up. The, uh, but yeah. So anyway, that's that. So I thought, thought, what the fuck? Then we'll go ahead and do something like that with it. So yeah, there you have it. Ah. Ah, so, so here we have it. I just, I, I have to say that in the recovery period after Mid-Ohio, I still don't have my stitches out. Wow. So I still, I still have got... Are they got, dissolvable or are they used to be So the two stitches that were in, Get over here in front of the, the camera. Wound, right, exactly, yeah. The two stitches that were inside of the wound are dissolvable. Those are cat mm, gut, okay. whatever, you know, biodegradable stitches. But the outside ones are regular old fucking straight up nylon snip, snip. sutures, right? Mm. And it's a running suture. So, you know, you snip it and then you, you, they all come out. You get a, you know. Um, Except for that, that knot at the, the end. The knotted one hangs, hangs up. It's like, oh! Oh, that fucking knot always gets grown in. Like, you know, you know, if you've ever had a bunch of stitches, where the knot is, is the son of a bitch because it always gets like grown into the wound, you know? With a little gotta, bit of hair turn, turn yeah, around. Yeah, you got to dig it out. Well, I shaved around the area because I couldn't get bandages to hold on. And I sweat my balls off here at the shop all so the time. So to speak. Look, 
Close enough. I invite any of you to show up on a day when we get 22 bikes. Yeah, no, it's And sucks. it's 96 degrees, you know? It's a bad, bad day. Yeah. And wouldn't you know, and we've had a couple of those days this week, and it's just been, it has been a lot. Is and another thing say. you used to talk about, but you don't understand until you're doing it. Yep. Mm-hmm. You're trying to get the fucking bikes out of the thing. You don't want to talk to anybody, and you hear, hey. <laughs> You go to Vespa? Like, yeah, go away. What bikes do you have here? Yeah. How much is like a thousand bucks? I'm like, they're nine thousand dollars. Right. Yeah. Whoa, yeah. get one for twelve hundred. Like, okay, yeah, yeah. leave me alone, dude. Oh yeah. The unsolicited advice from our locals in the neighborhood that yeah. walk up and feel like they want to add their input to our situation. <laughs> and you're like, okay. The point is because we've been doing this for twenty two odd years. It's not a shock to us, and we've kind of seen it all. We've seen it coming. We've seen it going. We know what happens here. So when a guy walks up to you in his bread bag shoes, and he's got nothing good going on, when that guy shows up, you know how it's going to go. Yeah. You just know. There's no question about what's going to happen. It's going to be a certain way. You're going to have a certain conversation. And wouldn't you fucking know? It's always the same and it's absolutely the same. And the guy comes up and you're like, okay, here we go. This is where it's going. And man, it kills me. And, and yep. What you should say is you should look at them. The second you feel them in your radar, you should turn real quick and just scream, (laughs) just beat them to the punch and just, ah, and then when they back away in fear and leave, you can go back to work oh, nice. because that will save you yeah, oh. a conversation that will make you wish you could fucking die for a minute. And it's crazy because one person asking a question seems to lure in like three other people that had no intention of asking a question until they heard a I know. guy ask a question. Oh God, it is so fucking painful. It is absolutely painful. Yeah. And we don't, I mean, nobody gets enough credit for it when they walk up to the thing and they're like, look, man, I see you're working. And I'm not, I see you sweating and I'm not, but I've got a burning question in the pit of my soul that I need to ask. Okay, go ahead. What's the cheapest one of them, your Vespas you got? Yeah. You got anything for 1200 bucks? Oh my God. It's maddening. And anybody who's ever worked in a motorcycle shop knows exactly what I'm talking about. It is goddamn infuriating. There is nothing about it. There is not a single piece of it that makes you want to stab people like crazy as the fifth guy who walks up to you. When you are 12 bikes into a 30 bike delivery and you just know I've got 20 some more of these to do and somebody walks up and just will not stop giving you stupid fucking (laughs) questions. (laughs) And, And you realize when you look at the guy, you're like, holy shit, he's wearing two different shoes. (laughs) <laughs> who the fuck can do that like who can do that yeah. and sometimes they're both it's, right and, yeah, and sometimes <laughs> and then sometimes you're like it's mental illness there's yeah. not much we can right. do about it but i'm telling you you guys in the army we had a saying that bodies attract more bodies right yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. very dangerous thing dead bodies attract more dead bodies so like if you see a bunch of dead bodies around get the fuck out of there because bodies make more bodies But it's so true that if you have a parking lot, right, and there's nothing going on in the parking lot, it's no problem. Go out in that parking lot for one fucking minute to take a picture of a bike. And all of a sudden, four cars pull in. 
because now there's a human being in the parking lot. There's a sign of life and they know they don't have to get out of their car to engage with you. They've just turned you into a drive-thru. Right. (laughs) You are now the pickup window and they will shout from their fucking car. Yo man, yo man, yo man, yo man. Don't turn around. Yeah, you're done. Just, it just happened you as you deaf. closed the fucking it door. It just happened. It did happen. Right Oscar now. and I are outside having yeah. a beer and a you know beer and a blintz, <laughs> and we're having a beer and a blintz. And what do you get? A fucking grand marquee. Hey, oh yeah. Hey, a hey, grand- hey dude, I, I got a stack of money. Right. Uh, uh, yeah. Is the shop open? <laughs> Don't you love the way white guys do that? Do do, do I have to do an appointment? He knew you, they had to and do what an was appointment. The youngest. What was the youngest age of anybody in that car? Probably sixty. Yeah, well, the, the guy I was the talking young, to that was the young guy. The guy I was talking to was mid sixties. Yeah. yeah, his wingman was one hundred and four. Yeah, probably his dad. <laughs> yeah, uh, he probably. Yeah, so he knew about it. He was just being a dick about it. So, he knew there was an appointment. Yep. He wanted to make a snide comment about, well, you want an appointment? Well, I got cash in my money that says I'm coming in there, and I was like, I see you're wearing a very fuckable hat. <laughs> <laughs> he knew that the shop was closed because he didn't park. He side fucking yeah. And yeah. he said, so you guys still closed for retail? I'm like, no, we sold more bikes than we ever have in 22 years. Yeah. We're not closed for retail. We're closed for you. Yeah. <laughs> so well, how do I make an appointment? Gee. Well, with an attitude like that, you'll never find out. <laughs> right. <laughs> if only you had some eyeballs that could read yeah. the fucking 13 signs on Jane, the front. Jane, uh, Sleepy made a sign for our front window <laughs> that is 738 point font. Yeah. It is three different sizes. It is exactly at eye height. Yeah. We put it right at that. You eye can't height. miss it. No. And it says it in that, and then it has another sign underneath it, and then it has another sign underneath that. And then there's one to the left on the other door. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, literally. And if you go to the website, you actually get a pop-up, which I haven't found a browser where it doesn't pop up. It pops like, up You've done really well about avoiding pop-up blockers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it says, by appointment only, motherfucker, basically. Because it is not a pop-up. Oh, it's not. No. It's just part of the That is an element of the page. Ah. Yeah, that is an element of the page. And the only way to make it go away is to click on it. (laughs) Which means if you saw my phone number. Yeah, you read the thing. You read the thing. If you called me, if you got here somehow, if you figured Mm. out my address. You knew. (laughs) You saw it. Yeah. Don't tell me you didn't see it. So you were talking about shoes. I learned something this week. Yeah. I'd like to share. (laughs) I'd so like to share. If you see somebody shoes. with super hot, like, you know, like, like I'm not into them, but, you know, you have the sneaker people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they got their Jeezys or Yeezys yeah. or Yeezys, whatever. Yeezys, baby. Yeezys. Yeezys. Yeah. Take a double look. And I guess the big thing is that a lot of these people have two of the same foot because shoe stores only put out right shoes. So when they oh, steal, so when they um, steal <laughs> so if you get if you steal the size bigger than you wear, you can bust two right get shoes. Wow. <laughs> really? Yeah, I swear to God. Get the fuck out of here. It's more important to have the Jeezys or Yeezys than it is to have comfortable shoes. They're well, not, not they're comfortable. Not like, they're not just look like an idiot. Wearable. Yeah, wearable. I mean, literally, just shoes that fit on your feet. Yeah. Oh, That's, man. I had no idea. Yeah, I honestly did not know. I done learned something this week. I'm still getting over that. <laughs> like that's one of those facts that keeps keeps you up at night. Yeah. Because yeah. you're like, what the actual shit? Like, did that really... Yeah, I guess people do that. Yes. Yep. Yeah, Damn right. it, man. That's that's a little hard to parse, I guess. Um, <laughs> holy shit. The uh, the big thing around here 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 at the shop, as we are as we are from time to time. Ooh. Uh, we have been we have been approached 
That's the nicest way to put it. From behind? From behind. Uh, yeah, we have been approached. I, I, cannot, I cannot fathom why this thing is not working right now. And uh, I'm going to well, do, do a hard reboot. All right. Well, <laughs> we don't want to put information up there oh, yeah, that yeah, they yeah. can't participate in. If it's essentially a video thing, right? You know, so if it's the kind of thing that's a video-based item or maybe an image-based item, go ahead. No, I'm, I'm still working. Chris is offering me his meat from across the table. He's suggestively <laughs> the, last, the last, the last bit of the meat. Well, I've got a bag of biltong in the back, so but it's nothing good. It's that shit from Costco. It's you know, <laughs> it gets you through the day. Smith won't be happy till his meat's in everybody's mouth. Yeah, I, I'm like a yeah, I'm like a 90 grams of protein per day kind of guy, and the yeah. biltong really helps you get there. So that's a that's a good way to make sure that you get your 90 grams of protein. Uh, so there's been a lot of fervor around these 125cc bikes. If you were at Mid-Ohio, you'll know that everywhere there's a lot of enthusiasm right now. There's a lot of energy in the 125cc machines. And uh, we've been getting some people come into the shop with their Navis, their Honda Navis. Mm. And uh, in case anyone was wondering how long it would take for the Navi to come out, until people were at my shop trying to sell me their Navis, <laughs> the answer is today. Yeah. Right? So... Today is today is the day when I've had my third Navi show up, physically show up at my shop. Really? Uninvited. Mm-hmm. Oh. And with somebody attached to the Navi saying, hey, do you guys buy bikes? And uh, so I always pretend like I've never seen a Navi before. <laughs> what, what's that you got there? Oh, it's a Honda Navi. Oh, that's kind of interesting. Is that a Grom? Yeah. It looks like a Grom. They hate that. <laughs> and they they usually say something like, "Well, it's kind of a Grom," yeah. and I was like, "Oh, it's the slow Grom." And I was like, oh. "Is that is that made in Japan?" And they're usually like, "Well, it's a Honda." I'm like, "Well, that doesn't answer the question." Didn't really answer my question. <laughs> is that made in Japan? And uh, it's not so great. Uh, so that doesn't that usually isn't enough. And again, I, I really feel like. At some point in the conversation, we, we have to get to the thrust of the matter. As, as my, as my great-grandfather used to say, sharpen your spear and get to the point. <laughs> and I like that phrase. So uh, I usually say, okay, well, what's the deal? Oh, yeah, you know, uh, I paid four grand for this thing. But uh, I'm like, well, what are you trying to sell it for? How much are you trying to get for it? Uh, I'll take three. I'll take three <laughs> grand for it. Three grand for it. I'm like, well, give me a second. And I'm just like, I'll grab my phone and usually check my messages or whatever. And I'll just be like, <laughs> wait a second, dude. Those are only eighteen ninety nine. Yeah. They're $1,807. New. Eight, I'm like, it's eighteen oh seven. Oh no, but dude, there's tax and shipping and freight and title and prep and, <laughs> and other prep and secret prep Sucks and a you, document man. fee and a destination charge of some sort. And I'm like, yeah, well, you know, that's kind of weird, but all right. So you want $3,000 for that thing. Yeah, I just paid four grand for it. It's only got 220 miles on it. Mm-hmm. Slow miles. What's wrong? Like, eh, well, it's not as big as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> uh, did you adopt this from a foreign country? Was there a, <laughs> was this a little, is this a little Asian girl you got mail order? Like, what's going on? Screw it or what? <laughs> Did you, did you gain like 200 pounds? Did it shrink in shipping? I, I, I right. guess. Because oh, I would, washed it in warm water. You washed oh. it in warm water. <laughs> you left it out in the sun. Fuck. Yeah. So 
Yeah, so that's kind of, that's a thing. Hey, there we are. We're good. So, uh, so I did, you know, and we've talked about this in the podcast. So for some people who are loyal listeners, you're going to want to go walk around the block real quick. <laughs> I have to let you guys know that the Honda Navi is made in India. And that the Honda Navi, and please do not take my word for it, please look this up yourself. That the Honda Navi in India, where it's built, costs $45,632 rupees. rupees. The exchange rate to the rupee right now is about one and a half cent to the rupee. Okay? So that means that that Honda Navi in India is $576.49. Still overpriced. All right. Okay. Right. All right. Joke's a joke. Yeah. Yeah. But it is $576. Right. Round it up to 600. Let's just call it 600. Okay. 600 bucks. Now that product is somehow making it from India to the United States and they are tricking Americans into buying it for $2,000 plus, plus, plus. And that plus, plus, plus is a very heavy plus, plus, plus. Because I have seen invoices shown to me this week for $3,600. So that's times seven. That is 1800 times, times two. So that's MSRP times two, first of all. So if right. you went to buy anything in the world and they told you that your MSRP was 1800 but your out-the-door price was 3700 You're in Pakistan. You are literally <laughs> doubling the MSRP yeah. by the time you right. get to the out-the-door cost. That's what Moeen said Pakistan's like. Well, that's the tariff in Pakistan. Oh, tariff. Right. Okay, that's, that's the tariff. Yeah. So that's the tariff in Pakistan. This is a product from India where we do not have a tariff that is coming into the United States and being sold for, and like Chris says, over triple what its cost is buying one retail, retail in India, paying full boat in India, you're at $600 paying just the MSRP, no additional fees in the United States. You're at $1,800. So first of all, I'll shoot you out of fucking principle is the (laughs) phrase that was in the reservoir dogs. Yeah. Right. (laughs) If you, if you give him that, I'll shoot him out of principle. Right. Yeah. Just knowing that would have my my butt so tight, you'd never get another nickel out of me. Okay, so selling me an eight hundred dollar, six hundred dollar product for eighteen hundred bucks, you already got a giant case of the ass, a huge case of the ass. But then when I ride the bike and I'm, I find the bike to be completely uninspiring and arguably bad handling, and it's not as good as. Some Chinese bikes that I've ridden here that were also $2,000, right? It's worse. It has a drum brake in the front, and to match it, it has a drum brake in the back. It has iron carburetor, right? And it's $1,800. And that's kind of where I just kind of like, um, I, I, get, I get a case of the ass about it. Because it's just, it's not a good, it's not a good quality product. It's it looks good, not. though. Look. Well, you know, what's, you know what's funny though, it, but, and that and that go ahead, sleepy. I was gonna say it copied the cheap Grom copies that were using the GY6 motor <laughs> and putting a Grom on the, the front of it. No, it wasn't even the Grims. It was like the Wait Bintelli, the Hold Bintellis. Hey, oh yeah, there you go. There it is. It's the Bintelli Beast. Oh okay, yeah. Right. Smile when you say that. Chris would normally say, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the Bintelli Beast, and but I the think Bintelli the CCs Beast are bigger on that fucking thing. 
Yes. How much right. bigger? There, uh, Show me. 50 extra. It's 150 cc's compared to 109 or whatever. It is. 50%. This, this much bigger? <laughs> yeah. Take now, your- I would, and look, I would <laughs> never, ever tell anyone to buy a Bintelli Beast because it is... It is a, it's a fucking knockoff of a Navi and it costs more. Now you're not going to get the Honda fuck you charges like the mm-hmm. destination charges and all that stuff. You're probably not going to have to go out the door on this thing for 3,600 bucks because you're going to buy it from, you know, Dave's house of fling poo down the street. <laughs> but at least the Bentelli beast has got disc brakes. Oh, at least closed. the Bentelli beast has a swing arm so, yeah. cage. I, you know, it's, it's built. I'm, I hate to say it. Again, I'm not going to say that the Bentelli Beast is a good bike because it's not. It's hard to believe that in but it 20- has disc brakes. Well, that, that's, <laughs> what, that was, that's what I was going to say. It's hard to believe for a brand right. new bike right. that it's still coming out with both front and back drum brakes. I know. And that's, that's, that's crazy. And that's really, really, really and, hard. And it's tough for me to look at a Navi in any color it comes from, comes in. But Oscar, and, and you just can be like. Yeah. You can always sell it to your local motorcycle dealer. And I'll, I'll even pass about the buy car. it from you for $2,900. Well, and I like no, the thing is, no, no, no. So what's and then my, you can go get what you really want. Well, but then here's my next question, and I ask this every single time. Dude, why don't you take it back to where you bought it? Use mm. it as a trade-in for a bigger something yeah. that you'll like better. Because I'm sure the place that sold it to you <laughs> would love good. to have it back because they took your money the first time and they ran with and it. he said <laughs> the guy today told me he's like yeah they don't want it back no <laughs> i wonder why they won't want it back they told me they'd give me 900 as Oof. trade in value trade in trade in value that's if you buy something else and one of the things that i really i really kind of wanted to stress that i when i rode one the other day i had kind of a weird experience and i couldn't figure out what it was do me a favor if you would you see that front thing on the motorcycle that looks like a telescopic fork yeah yeah it's not you see the little part down here that's ribbed for her pleasure yeah (laughs) yeah that's the travel oh so it has my 1972 van van's front suspension it does a spring with nothing it has a spring yeah right it has a spring hiding inside of a tube that is not a traditional telescopic fork. All of this business that should be the forky forky bit faux show. is right there. <laughs> and that's all that is, is faux show. It is complete and utter crap. <laughs> Dude, this thing, honestly, like, I mean, I guess I haven't looked at them that much. Yeah. It looks like you're at Kmart and there's a Razor scooter section. Yeah. There, like yeah. Your first motorcycle. Yeah. I agree. I agree. So here's here's the solution for this guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. He uh he gets an insurance. <laughs> no wait, no wait, wait, wait. Then, then, I don't think you're allowed then, to, to finish that. And, and then what happened? It was <laughs> lightning. <laughs> he drives it through the metro parks. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he leaves dumpster? it over by the dumpster. Right. Yeah. <laughs> for yeah, somebody yeah. to come pick it up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah and uh, yeah. report it stolen. Bob's yeah. your uncle. Yeah, I think you're right. Fanny's your aunt. Yep. So that's what it is, and I think that's the deal. And I gotta say, guys, uh, in clo- if you're if you're looking in close resolution at the speedometer, the speedometer on this, I've seen better speedometers on a fucking Cub Cadet tractor. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> this speedometer is 
garbage. That that orange plastic that the yeah. dials made out yes. of looks like it came in a box of Captain Crunch. Yeah, it does. <laughs> like, it it does. literally does. It does. It really they does. They still make Captain Crunch? Oh, yeah. yeah. Fuck, Fuck yeah, yeah, dude. Makes your Listen mouth to bleed. you guys. <laughs> Makes your mouth bleed just like yeah. it used to. Yep. The roof of your mouth. Look, <laughs> I've, gone, I've gone to Giant Eagle at 3 o'clock in the morning to get a little hint of the Captain. I was yeah. about to say, like, the day that they tear open the bag and put your hand in there like the dude. The day that they drinking out of the milk Captain jug crunch is the day that i stopped being california sober yeah because <laughs> at night i'm a junk food junkie That's good right. lord have pity on me yeah <laughs> i will be that guy uh so anyway the navi go fuck your hat i'm sick of it i'm tired of hearing about it so don't, what'd you give him for don't bring him by the shop <laughs> what i gave him was i gave him a hearty pat on the back and a gave him the finger <laughs> go back to you know what Go back to the guy who sold this to you. Oh, you stroked his head. You didn't fuck it. Yeah, because <laughs> I, I stood across it and I just pushed my hands down. So I straddled it. Oh, no. I grabbed it on those things they call handlebars and I just pushed you it bottomed down. bottomed it? And I bottomed it. Nice. I wasn't sitting on it. I wasn't jumping up and down on it. I just pushed down with my hands and I bottomed that th- bullshit three-inch suspension. Charles Atlas. Yeah, clearly I'm a monster. Well, let me ask you this, yeah. okay? So look, obviously you've ridden the bike, you yep. looked at everything like that. Yeah. If Honda brought it here and it was twelve bones out the door, yeah, then then you're then you have my attention only as a sideshow act. Well, like a city commuter <laughs> yeah. or something. You I'm know still I mean? angry. Okay. My butt's still a bit hurt, right? Okay. But for a forty-five mile per hour, underbraked, underwelded, yeah. carbureted, carbureted piece of 1984 technology right yeah, that's, i might be i might be okay with it but i probably wouldn't buy one four grand yeah. but for I mean, you even if you buddy just scooters yeah. almost for that much you know what i mean like yeah. two buddy 125s for a mm. little bit more than one of these hunks so just because i know nobody's gonna believe me and just because i believe in truth and advertising <laughs> okay right just because i believe in truth and advertising i now have pulled up for everybody including our viewers at home to make sure that they know that here it is um, at this dealership. Uh, it came up. Good. It's on the big screen. It's on the big screen. That guy's email is huge Gina. Huge to an A. Oh, sorry. I thought it was Gina. Right. <laughs> According to this dealership, right, a Honda Navi NVA 110BN, because remember, this is 108 cc's, Grasshopper Green, MSRP 1807. Check. Okay. Freight. The freight is remarkably higher than what we get for a 400 cc Vespa. Right. The freight is 676. This is for a bike that weighs under 200 pounds. <laughs> right. That's okay? crazy. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That's half of what I pay to get a car here from Japan. Right. I hope that fucking hurts. There's a $200 destination fee. I'm waiting. Yeah, but you already paid for it. No, hold on, hold on, hold on. Keep that in mind. $200. It means nothing. And I just saw an invoice today that had a $600 destination fee. And again, there's no description. Okay. Sale price. So you add the 1807, you add the 676, you add the destination. That brings your sales price to 2683. Okay. Um, You're going to pay $80 tax where he's at. He's going to pay $80 (laughs) tax on 26. Fair enough. Subtotal. Now there's a $300 document fee. Jeez. Oh, right? Okay. Now, I can only think that their destination fee is assembly. 
That's the only thing that mm. I can think is their destination fee at this particular dealership is assembly. The one I saw today had assembly and a destination. And so that means that this bike's grand total is $3,062. $3,062. Now, you got to pay a $500 down payment because nobody's going to finance you for $3,000 on an $1,800 bike. I don't care what your name is. No <laughs> finance company in the world is going to give you $3,000 on a bike that costs $1,800. It won't happen because also finance companies usually won't write anything under $3,000. So this is the situation. So this is an actual, this is the best, the best invoice I could find on a Navi, 3,062 bucks out the door. That's painful. Okay. So now we've established a baseline. You guys satisfied with the baseline? Have we talked enough about the fucking Navi? All right. I feel like we have. Let's, (laughs) let's talk about just for fun, something else. Yeah. Okay. This has my cockles in a shawl. It kind of does, right? Uh, in a what? A shawl. <laughs> well, well, so here's the game, okay? All right. Yep. Picture's up. Okay. The frame is fucking dope. Look at it. It's all angular and weird looking. Yeah. And I, and I know this is a cheap hit because it has that a little touch of Perry Dakar. Yeah, that's yeah. what it yeah. yeah. is. A little touch BMW. of Africa twin. Yeah. It's got a roundel on it. It's got some thing. sort of a roundel in yeah. the middle of it. Looks like bigger tires, too. It has. It looks like it has big, bigger tires, right? Human sized tires that have <laughs> spokes and knobs on them, knob, knobby tires. Uh-huh. And it has this motor that we are all going to recognize as being a horizontal Honda two valve, probably 125 motor. I can see by the thing here that it has a carburetor. Okay, so it's a carbureted 125. It looks like it has a comfy seat. It does kind of look like it has a comfy seat, and it has a cute little rear rack on the back of it. So we are now somewhat interested in this. Yeah. Okay, we're in. We're interested. This this has got our attention a little bit. Daddy. Okay. Yeah. Right. There. There's. Yeah. We're not. I mean, the only thing they really fucked the hat on that thing is the muffler. Like it still has that cheap fucking black stinky just sticking out the back muffler. Yeah, there's no styling to that. No. Like, there's absolutely no styling to that at all. There, there's nothing about that thing that says sexy, right? Because there isn't any. But yep. that can be fixed. Since it has the lay-down motor, there's going to be plenty of right. bikes later. Right, yeah. exactly. Yep. So that bike exists. It's not a prototype. It's not an artist rendition of a bike. It's, it's a real thing. And uh, it's, it's a motorcycle. And it's got a kind of a funny name, and uh, it, it does. But it's a real motorcycle, and you can buy it, but not in America. Is that the street version? This is the street version, okay? And the bike is called the Shine, Shine Ray Worker. Now, I know that that name lacks a certain panache, but it is, and it's 125cc. It is the exact motor that... Remember that Shine Ray is a licensed manufacturer uh, of Honda bikes. Our the the genuine scooter com- the genuine uh, company G four hundred C is a Shine, Shine Ray, Ray Mash and a, Shine, a Mash right yeah. exactly Mash four hundred. Uh, and we've rid the hell out of that thing, and it's and and apparently it's has the word unkillable in its DNA. So and it's been on the it's been on the planet being sold all over the world for a very very long time. And so this 
this kind of interesting motorcycle, this, this kind of odd looking bike is 125 cc's. But what it's not is an Avi. It's not an Avi. It is full-sized. We you know, see a whole lot of pe- pictures of people riding on it, a whole lot of pictures of people sitting on it. And it's a four-speed manual, and it uses the same semi-automatic transmission that you would find on a Trail 110 or a Trail 90 or uh, you know, any one of the various mm. monkey bikes or what have you. Uh, it's available, and it exists in the world as a clutch format bike, and it exists in the world as a semi-automatic. Uh, so I'm, I'm making no promises to what's going to materialize on our shores because it's not guaranteed to happen yet. But the people who want to do it want some input. And who better than a bunch of people that are fucking queer for 125cc little bikes than us? Yeah. Go ahead, Oscar. Was there a law or a reason why there weren't that many small displacement bikes in the States? Was it because they thought, or the companies thought that there wasn't a market because right. they're already more You're exactly figures better? Right. Or, or yeah. Yeah, it's American, it, dude. they yeah. thought it was risky to try to move their well, product I, in the States? Also, or was there anything else? I think it's also logistical because like a lot of towns in, in the States, if you don't live in a major city, the roads are all 65, 55. Like there's no small... You know what I mean? Like in Europe and oh. stuff, all the all towns are connected by 35 mile an hour roads or kilometer roads or whatever. Right. Here you got these giant stretches of 65, so it doesn't make sense really. To they have thought. a small displacement. Yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. And uh, that's exactly right. Okay. Uh, there's, there's been a problem in marketing in the United States where there's always been a, a strange demand for 125s and 200s and 250s, but it's not a moneymaker. And you can't hide money in a bike with a price tag that's under $2,000. True. And it's very hard to get F&I, which is the only thing the dealer gets to keep most of the time. It's very hard to get F&I, which is the stuff that gets added to the base price. It's that stuff on that Honda invoice that we just saw that the dealers put on because the manufacturers have allowed there to be a system where the dealers are essentially competing with each other, racing to the bottom. And so the dealer has to advertise, you know, oh, it's instead of $23.99, it's $19.99, you know? And there's this sort of sense of, okay, well, we're giving up our real margin, our profit margin, so we have to get it somewhere else. And that's why your car dealership used to advertise just one penny over invoice or just one penny over list to get people to come into their dealership. Because like, we'll show you the list price. And sure, your $23,000 car had a list price of $19,999. And you're like, yay, I saved $3,000. But then they add on $3,000 of F&I. And so the end result is your butthole's just as wide, right? (laughs) They just painted it a different color, right? They just said, this experience is not going to be called rape. It's going to be called surprise sex. Right. And you're like, I had surprise sex and it was something, you know, and what usually ends up happening is the people get pretty upset. Right. And they don't want to ever go back to the dealer again. And the dealer goes, that's fine. We made it on one and there'll be another customer along and they really didn't have to work too hard for it. And that's kind of the, the bite in the ass. I mean, that's, that's the problem. Now here we have this motorcycle. Uh, we have this shine ray. It's 125 cc's. We know what the motor is because it's the same motor. A fuel-injected version of this motor is called the Grom, and a fuel-injected version of this motor is called the Monkey Bike 125. A fuel-injected version of this motor is called the Trail 125, 
right? Or the Kawasaki, what is it? The, the Z125 Pro, right? It's a horizontal motor, right? That's what it is. That's exactly what you're getting. But here's what I will say. If the company that I'm not going to name brings this bike into the United States, and when they bring this bike into the United States, if they do it for their projected $18.99 price tag, it'll kill. Nice. It will kill. Yeah. It will kill because as much as we joke about the Benelli 135 being the Grom killer, mm-hmm. we've just met the Navi killer. Oh, yeah. And right. because looking at the quality of a Navi, this has disc brakes. This has an enclosed chain. This has a motor. <laughs> this has a motor you can buy hop-up parts and tuning parts for right now. Right. You could buy everything you needed to tune this bike before you even own well, this bike. And also, like with this bike, like a right. Navi, you're still going to get called a scooter fag. This, you just... <laughs> <laughs> I do agree with that. Yeah. The best day that a Navi owner could have would be the day that somebody says, is that a Grom? Yeah. You know, mm. that's the best day a Navi owner can have because you're because of it. It's almost the Grom. It's Grom compatible. Yeah, it came with it came from the Grom shop. I got a Grom sticker on my helmet. So <laughs> uh, that I got a cycle gear. Uh, but that's I mean, that's a real thing. So I'm kind of interested in this. This is a big fucking deal. And again, I think it's a very good looking bike. Yeah. I think that that bike looks fine just the way it is. And if that product rolls to market, and if that product rolls to market at give or take $1,800, $1,900, Jesus Christ, if it rolls to market at $2,500, it's still it's still what it is. Now, it might be 50 miles an hour. It might be 55. But it is an entry-level bike that is the spirit animal of one of my favorite bikes that ever existed on the planet. Is there a picture with someone on it to see if it just looks bigger than it is? Yeah, we should do that. We'll, we'll find a picture with somebody on it. One of my favorite bikes. And I mean... Because the Nami looks right. tiny as fuck. It does. <laughs> it, it absolutely does. Even uh, without a person on yeah, it. Yeah. One of my favorite motorcycles in the world ever that, that we got from my brother when he was 15 years old. Oh, yeah. Was the Honda yeah, CB125. Yeah. yeah, the CB125. Kind of looks a little like And it, I yeah. really enjoyed the CB125, and it was a fun bike for farting around the neighborhood. It had, you know, a, a disc in the front and drum in the back. And the CB125 was just, I hate, you know, it was just a go to get a gallon of milk or whatever kind of bike. And you really couldn't find much fault with the Honda CB125. Go it, back it to was, that picture you just had up. This one? So, yeah. Yep. So look at Honda. Honda's engineers, they are fucking talented. Look at the brake pedal, how it, it just kisses the exhaust, goes underneath it. Yeah. Clean, tidy. Yeah. Clean as hell. Go back to the other one. All right. It looks like a fucking Barbarian cheese whistle. The, the, like, yeah. the exhaust <laughs> is a giant banana. The exhaust <laughs> no, like, is no, a banana. No, look at the brake pedal. Yeah. The no, brake no, pedal you're goes. right. The brake pedal is a banana. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Oh, shit. That's the brake right. pedal? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's the brake pedal. <laughs> it goes like 13 yeah, inches yeah, below yeah, the yeah. exhaust. The, the 22-inch long letter C, the inverted letter C, is the brake pedal when you're looking at... They're yeah. not concerned with braking. No. Oh, no, no. I think they're giving you... I think they're being overly cautious. I think that doubles as the skid plate. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I think it does. When so, needed. Yeah, yeah. that that brake lever is criminally hooked. But again, center stand. Oh, yeah. Right? That's cool. You know, uh, it's a... It's, it, I'm, I'm going to say 
it looks good. It's a damn sight better looking to me than a Navi for the fun. same I've price. I've never seen a motorcycle with a frame like that. So, like, obviously, yeah. there's only two mounting points on that horizontal motor. Yeah, it's the same as all But of then them. they have a cradle yep. that goes from the neck yeah. down. It's really kind of interesting. It is very interesting because they don't need to have the, the, the frame part to yeah, literally go to. under the motor. Yeah, right. Because the right. motor is... Hanging in the frame. Part of it. Go down swing arms at least. There's a swing arm right there. It comes on that plate. Yeah. So you see that but that's plate what I'm saying. Right so the motor is self-supported from two bolts. Right. Like, you know. Yep. That's how they do. Yep. yep. There's going to be a bolt right there, and there's going to be a bolt right there. Yep. That's how the motor's hung in. And just like our SSRs that we have, yep. um, it's the same exact situation. And yes, anything that fits in an SSR will fit in this bike. Mm-hmm. So... All you fucking weird, you know, your your weird piranha people, you all can be happy. You can get a 212 Daytona and make it go 100. Exactly. Now, that bike right now is currently available. You can buy that bike in Brazil. Oh, nice. And in Brazil, in the Brazilian Real, which is their form of currency, that bike is $13,430. Uh, thir- oh, I'm sorry, $1,343. So today's price, exchange rate, what it is, uh that bike hmm. is not $500. That bike is 1350 bucks. So there oh you have it. Cow. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, you know, that's something. I hope this comes true. I hope we don't get, you know, oh, yeah, we're going to, you know, we're going to talk about something that should exist and then the motherfucker never comes to fruition. That's not what we want to have happen. Uh, but it is something that a company that we that we know about and is a legitimate company that makes things happen it said, you know, this this project is is going to happen. Well, so, it's, a, it's a known bike. It's not vaporware that you're probably not going to... Right. A concept yeah. or anything. It's, it's a known yeah. bike that's been around for it a while. It is a known bike. It's a, There's a picture of a human being next to a, a Shine Ray worker. So there you go. So for you, those of you size. that... Right. For those it's of you that... It's exactly CB125 size. It is yeah. exactly CB125 yeah. size. It's exactly the size of a CB125. Mm-hmm. And so I totally agree. And I always loved the CB125. And, you know, I, I always kind of yeah. got my kicks on that little bike. And there we have it. So nice. this is one of those situations where there is definitely some juice in the market, right? There's some juice in the market for that kind of a bike. And let's, you know, let's hope that... That all happens because if we're good and we say all of our prayers and we don't fuck this up too bad, this is available. Oh, wow. What is that? The X, XY400. That's a Shine Ray XY400. Ah. And if you're not paying attention, that's something you might want to look at yeah, man. because that would be the next logical progression. So that the 125 is the gate by gateway. Bike right. for the 400 if it works. Oh, yeah. Gonna, be, because, because you see this one in the picture. I've seen that one before. Yeah, there's one not 50 feet from us right now. Right. right? So that's that's the, uh, you know, um, we'll just, we'll use the, the American term for it. Instead of calling it the XY, you know, instead of calling it the G400C, the G, genuine oh, G400C, yeah. yeah. they'll call it the XY400, mm-hmm. right? Uh, but the one that kind of gets my juices flowing is, oh, you, I don't know if you guys saw that one too. Did you see oh. the, the WK trail? Nice. So that's another one too. That's a 400 CC, same motor. Look at that. Yeah. This is where we got our scrambler pipes for the, uh, the custom uh, G400C that we built right off of this bike. Makes sense. Yep. Yep. Exactly. So, you know, you've seen these guys around hmm. and there's oh, nothing wrong with that. What is that? That's the SWM 440. Daddy like. Yep. 
That looks like that looks like a Ducati Desert Sled. It sure yeah, it does. does. It looks like an old Yamaha Desert Sled. Yeah, gold, too. Well, gold yeah. rims. Well, and it's got the Yamaha number plate on the back, but the yeah. tank in the front fender yeah. is Ducati. It's fucking pretty, isn't it? Yeah, it's pretty. And so this is where I'm saying, guys, just kind of think about the kind of things that can come from the relationship with that Wait, company. Scroll back up. I'm scrolling. Look back how. Up. Look at the fork tubes. The yep. down mm-hmm. part of the fork tube is like 38 inches tall. Yeah, it's upside down. Yeah. That's no, a, it's a right side up. But like, Oh, yeah, you're right. Thank you. Yeah, but like yeah. it's, look how big the bottom right. part that of it is. That is a really, really long fork tube. It's probably, you're still getting only, what, six inches of travel yeah. there. Yeah, right? maybe Cleveland Moto six inches. the Cleveland Moto six inches. <laughs> you're getting six inches of travel yeah, right. there. Yeah. yeah. And they're getting those legs to get that gap. Yeah, to get yeah. to raise it up. So that's that. But this is the one that I can't stop looking at. Oof. It's like a Vilpitten, a Vit. It's it's a Vitpillin, and it's it's GC four hundred. It's a, a SRX six hundred from Yamaha. There's a lot of different DNA yeah, over going there, on right? Over There's here. a lot yeah. going on in that one. And and that's the one. That's the one that I just can't stop fucking looking at for some yeah. reason. And I don't know why I'm looking at this motorcycle thinking, hmm, it's a good Wait, looking is that motorcycle. SWM on that one? It is. Oh. Are you guys picking up on something here? Yeah. Okay. All, all made by Shine Ray. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Exactly. That's the thing. So take. is Liza going to buy all these bikes for us? Ah. Just, <laughs> just have them here or just ride them around for She's a while? She's the target for this discussion. That's right. <laughs> right. You know, right. the top 10 bikes I was about to say. that uh, Liza needs to buy for us. Uh, yeah. You know, I'll, I'll, you guys start giving me your numbers and right. your bikes, and I'll cross them off when you get to them, you know. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, if you do get into, um, if you do kind of get into that thing and you start looking at, Odd Chinese bikes. Odd Chinese bikes are taking a very interesting turn right now. And they used to be pretty deplorable not too long ago. And they're, they're changing. Uh, there's, there's more time and effort being put into it. And there's definitely some more representation going on. So keep in mind. And they'll that, soon be made in Taiwan. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Tough one, right? That's uh, what SWM stands for, Speedy Working Motorcycles? Yeah, always has. I had no idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's the history right there, baby. Uh, yeah. They, they had a change from SRM, <laughs> Speedy Repairable <laughs> Motorcycles. Or? Beautiful Italian craftsmanship. Well, that's... A little bit more. <laughs> okay, keep going. A little up. Up a little bit more. Right okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. There's and, and there's there's one Italian over there. In a future in a future <laughs> yeah. he's in prison. <laughs> well he makes the hand grips. Yeah. <laughs> no, because there's SWM, uh the Chinese purchased SWM and they purchased SWM's Italian headquarters. Oh. So SWM is still there. And SWM has been Italian. It has. It's just now Italian with Chinese money behind it. Mm. Well, a lot and, of the world's going to be like that now. <laughs> right. And that's absolutely right. And when you, you know, you have to kind of say that. And it's a very, very sketchy thing. I'm going to be the first to tell you that 20 years ago, if you would have told me I was selling Chinese bikes in my shop, I would have been like, fuck you. There's no way. There's just no way. What they build is garbage. And that's a statement that a lot of dealers made in 1967 when talking about Yamaha and Honda. 
Fuck you, I'm not buying, selling that Jap shit at my shop. Okay. And we know that that's been, that's changed, you know, and yeah. uh, it's, it's just it. Now, is it the devil you know versus the devil you don't? Yeah. Japan is no longer the manufacturing superpower that it once was. And that's been replaced by China. Absolutely. And, and damn near every endeavor. But yeah, in 1971, SWN, Italian company, began existing. And it's been making motorcycles, specifically performance motorcycles and dirt bikes for, you know, 1971 you know 51 years so they they look remarkably like that uh, what is it penton jap or J, uh, yeah jap yeah is it jp or well that's and there's also jawa there's a number of different european manufacturers that had the same look yeah. um over the years and when you look at their old bikes when you look at swm's old bikes you're going to see a lot of that there uh there's a lot of stuff that swm does where you're like, that's a fucking Ducati. And then you're like, no, it's not a Ducati. It's an SWN. And you look at something and you're like, that's a fucking KTM. And you're like, no, it's an SWN. So there's a lot of that influence there. Ooh, supermoto. But I, I know a lot of people that have <laughs> SWMs and they're like, this fucking thing rips and it's hard as nails. Yeah. You know? well, I've heard good things yeah. about them. It's, it's just what it is. Oh, so there is, that, there is something to be said for having that combination of affordable manufacturing with a design house that or an engineering team that does have standards you know so that's a big deal and honestly i hate to say it but like the navi is the opposite of that because the navi is just like how can we sell this for 600 bucks right right except for those slobs in america they'll pay five grand well i mean the, the whole thing is i just think it was brave for anybody to be like okay we're, we're gonna msrp this at two grand right. and somebody went can we lower that just a little bit and they were like, okay, all right, we'll lower that just a little bit. So it's a <laughs> sold American. That's exactly right. So that's an interesting, that's an interesting thing. And I, I just wanted to bring that up because hopefully it does happen. It, hopefully it happens because I do want to see, I want to see more shit like that. Yes, I am totally okay if there's yet another 125cc motorcycle. Sure. I'm fine with that. I have yeah. no problem with that. And I also think that that helps get other people into the motorcycling adventure yep. because I can tell you that my, my baby brother, he got his first motorcycle. The reason he was able to start riding and got his motorcycle license before he got his car license was thanks to a 19 Honda, 1980 Honda CB125. Mm -hmm. And it was because of that $700 motorcycle or $500 motorcycle that he was able to come along with you know, me and my friends riding our motorcycles who were all seven years older than him, mm. you know, and he got to, I mean, we called the bike, the pea shooter. We had a lot of fun at his expense, <laughs> but I will say we were on the freeway riding our motorcycles, our seven fifties and our one thousands. And that son of a bitch was right behind us. And he ended up at the same destination we ended up at. And that's a lot of heart. Yeah. You know, you gotta, you gotta give it to a guy like that. So fucking a, uh, Weird thing happened at the shop the other day. Mm -hmm. oh. Dude comes into my shop to buy a, a Bergman 400 that we had that had 67 original miles on it. Oh, yeah. Year of Our Lord 2007 or whatever it was. You know, owned by a very, very old man who didn't put many miles on the bike. Well, about 67 miles on the bike. Picked it up at his house, brought it into the shop, cleaned it up, made sure everything was okay, took it on a test ride back and forth to my house a few times, pronounced it safe to sell. 
The internet went crazy for me listing this bike on Cycle Trader and our website and everything else. It did. The internet fucking lost its goddamn mind because there's a, a Bergman out there for, you know, 400cc Bergman with only 67 miles on it. Right. We didn't have it priced crazy high. It was priced at like five grand or something. I don't even remember, honestly. But the bidding war ensued. You should have put it on Bring a Trailer, dude. Do you know what? You'd have made like $25,000. Yeah. Well, what so, happened is it's at that dangerous thing. It's at that dangerous price point. I'm going to say I had 50 emails about this bike. But because the bike's over 10 years old, good luck getting it financed. Right. Good mm. luck. I'm just telling you, you can't do it. I, I've been doing this for a long time. The dollar amount's not high enough. The bike's too old. Nobody's going to finance a 15-year-old bike. Right. It's just not going to happen. Um, and if one of you, one more of you people calls my shop and tells me you want to buy one of my JDM cars, just as soon as you get your financing together, <laughs> you, you cannot finance a 27 year old Japanese car that has no Kelly blue book value in America or no native value in America whatsoever. Quit living the dream life of just because you want something means you should be allowed to have something. Don't spend money you don't have on shit you shouldn't buy. Mm -hmm. That's a little tip from your unky phone. Welcome to America. Welcome to America, right? <laughs> exactly. Just because it's a bright, shiny object doesn't yep. mean you should get it for $63 a month. So, because that's every, that's every phone call I get. So, one guy, one dude. Out of 50? Out of 50. Nice. Showed up from Toledo. Oh. The day that it monsooned. Oh. And his wife had drove him here from Toledo. And he was nice enough to bring payment in the form of a check that we agreed upon ahead of time. And he gave us the deposit over the phone, as we do here at the shop. And everything was looking pretty good. And apparently, his wife left out of our parking lot, foot on the floor sideways in the rain. And the guy was like, dude, man. I, I, I'm in a bad spot. I don't know what's, what's the problem. He goes, oh, my wife has been yelling at me the whole way here from Toledo, talking about how I don't need this bike and everything oh. else. We've had a two and a half hour argument. <laughs> oh, boy. Getting here. And she just dumped me off here and fucked off. I'm like, wow. So you're riding this bike to Toledo. And he goes, well, my helmet, my jacket, my gloves, and my wallet oh, were in the car. no. Fuck's sake. He had his check, <laughs> which we had vetted. But nothing else. And he paid for the bike, and he had nothing else. And I was like, well, dude. We saw helmets. We saw jackets. And I, and I did. And I was like, here's the thing. We sell everything you need. It's raining. But more than it's just raining here is we have the ability to look at the radar. Yeah. And brewing over Detroit was something red. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's never a good sign. And it was raining here but it was about to be nasty. And he goes, no, I'm fine. It's got a windshield. Oh boy. And I'm like, it has a windshield, but it doesn't have a windshield that goes over your head. You're wearing a t-shirt. You're wearing cargo shorts, you know, and you're going to ride a 400 CC motorcycle scooter all the way back to Toledo to two plus hours, miles, yeah. 120 miles from my shop into a blinding rainstorm into a monsoon. So I said, all right, it was clear he was not buying shit. We put the temp tag on the vehicle, and he's headed out to the door to ride home I mean, he in a T-shirt. He has a place to live at this point. Cargo shorts. His True. wife hates him. True. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. For the real. So he's definitely not buying anything. For real. Right. And okay. So 
as he's about to leave, I realize, okay, we're not going to sell him anything. He's, he's made his mind up. He's going to do it. He's going commando the whole way home. Oh boy. So I'm like, shit. So, you know, we've got some helmets in the back that we've gotten on, uh, you know, lightly deceased motorcycles and stuff like that. So we have acquired a collection of helmets that we use when somebody needs to borrow a helmet in an emergency situation. I've got every size from extra small to oops, you broke your face. Right. And some of them have some road rash. Some of them have a little blood in it, but it's fine. It's a helmet. It's good. It's better than the shit they gave me in Costa Rica. So (laughs) I grab a helmet that's like a large size, a three quarter with a full visor, with a full shield. This is a legitimate $200 helmet when it was new, probably seven years ago. (laughs) <laughs> with the Navi. Right, right, right. So I go running out and I'm like, dude, here, I'm donating a helmet to you. I don't want you to drive from here to Toledo with no helmet on. Yeah, you don't going, want his brains on your conscience. Yeah, and going into a monsoon as well. Yeah, if you've yeah. ever ridden a motorcycle in the rain, it's like buckshot. Success, fuck, yeah, it's stingy, dude. It's and stingy. It's, like, it's you, super stingy. You get stuck in the one eye, so you have one closed, <laughs> and then you get stuck in the other one, so you open the <laughs> other one. It sucks. It, it's it's horrible. <laughs> How do you know this? It's oh, awful. It's, it's, I've done it. <laughs> it's, and so it's I go sucks. out, and he's getting ready to pull out my driveway, and I'm like, dude, I'm giving you this helmet for free. This is my donation. Thank you for buying that motorcycle. Here's a helmet for free so that you don't have to ride from here to Toledo with no helmet on. And he goes, no, dude, I don't want it. Wow. And I said, that's just stupid. What the fuck, man? And he goes, I want to be a principal. I want to be, <laughs> I want to be hurt and yeah. angry by the time I get home. That's he's doing it on purpose. I want to, I want to just stew on this anger that I have at my wife right now. You know what? I, what I would have done, I would have taken the fucking helmet yeah. a couple blocks away, yeah. ditched the fucking helmet. Yeah, I would have rode And that. then just like fucking just... I would have bought a jacket. I'd have bought a helmet. <laughs> I'd have bought a gloves. I'd have ridden my ass home. I probably would have stopped and got a hotel. Yeah. yeah. And then I would have told my wife that it was terrible yeah. and it was an arduous journey. And, you know, I, I got blown off the bike and all this other shit. And then showed up in the driveway yeah. and I would have already, you know, hidden, hidden the helmet, hidden the jacket, yeah. hidden the gloves. And then still had all that, I had all that, inven- I had that, uh, that accumulation of good uh, karma, <laughs> ill-gotten karma. And so <laughs> I had that accumulation of ill-gotten karma to then lord over her forever for her right. kicking me out of the car and peeling out of here with my gear. And that's got to be worth something in a relationship. Yep. You know, oh. that oh, kind yeah. of traction. I, I'll break this down. I'll make this really short, but to, to your point. So when I used to race bicycles, I would train all the time. And my wife would get mad because, you know, like you have to put in miles and it's a lot of time. So it was like a Thursday and she wanted to go out to dinner with her friends or something like Is that. Is a train technically anytime it's more than two guys? No, no, no. Okay. <laughs> right. No, train. I was training by myself. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like I always do. But um, anyways, <laughs> so she was like, all right, you have to be home at 630. If you're not home at 630, I will kill you. So I went out on my ride and I left at like four because I was working at home from the time and I'm out riding. I'm doing my training. And as I'm coming, I'm about three miles from home. It's like six o'clock. I'm going to make it. It's perfect. I think I remember that. And this car fucking hits me. This car, these kids come up and they start screaming fag at me and all this stuff. And then they swerve (laughs) into me. But I hit the curb with my tire, which caused me to go over. So I held my bike up because it was a $10,000 racing bike. And I'm sliding on my, my back and my side and I'm sliding and I skid to a stop. Guys come up and like they're like, you okay? Not the guys that hit me, but some other guy comes up and is like, you okay? I'm like, I think so. And his daughter looks at me. She's about four. And I can tell from her eyes that I'm probably not okay. And so I think flies are falling off me and stuff, but it's all blood. And I realize that I have 
like no shoulder left, no skin over here. I'm wearing bicycling gear that no longer exists, so I'm basically butt naked with blood coming out everywhere. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm a mile from home. I'm just going to go home. So by the time I get home, it's like 7.15, and now I'm late. <laughs> and I walk in the door, and my wife literally comes from the back room and goes, you better been hit by a fucking car or you're dead. And I, when I walked in, I was my right side was showing. Right. right? So I just simply turned to the left, and her face changed, and her yeah. demeanor changed quite a yeah. bit. <laughs> but so like to that guy's point, if he could pull it off and be Fuck all yeah. fucked up when he walks in and make her feel bad, it's not a bad way to go, man. <laughs> it's not a bad way to look. Look, she picked the fight. No. <laughs> But here's the here's the hilarious part about the whole thing is the guy calls me a day later oh. and I said, my God, did you make it? Like, he's like, yeah, yeah, I made it. Did you run into the monsoon? Yeah, I ran into the monsoon. Was it insane? It was insane. And how did, well, I had to pull, in, I had to, I had to pull into a, a, a car wash. Yeah. He's like, I pulled into a car wash because the wind was so strong. It was blowing me across yeah. the lanes yeah. and I had no jacket. I had no helmet and no gloves. And the temperature dropped like 20 degrees yeah. in like 20 minutes. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, we had that it here. It was crazy. Yeah. It was it was absolutely insane. Yeah. Trees blown over and shit. And he goes, yeah, yeah, I made it home. And he goes, but uh, so anyway, I, I was there and I saw that SYM, uh, that SYM fiddle you guys have. And I'm like, yeah. And he goes, so I got to buy one of those for my Your wife. wife. Uh. And I was like, wait a second. The same wife that made you ride home in the rain to Toledo, you're <laughs> buying her a fucking $4,000 scooter now? Yeah. And again, I was like, I'll shoot him on principle. I was just like, <laughs> you gotta be kidding me, man. And he goes, no, no, you know, I, it was her birthday in June and I didn't, I, 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 promised her a scooter and I didn't get her one. And then I got one for myself. Oh. And so now she's got a case that he asked. The plot thickens. And I was like, so you're going to buy this for her. And he goes, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, okay, all right. Give me your deposit over the phone. We'll prep it and get it ready for you. Okay, great. You know, I need a windshield. Well, we don't have any windshields for those in stock at the moment. We'll order it in for you. That's fine. I get a luggage rack and top box, whatever. That's great. Yeah, cool. Set it all up. I'm like, great. No problem. And uh, he's like, can, you know, when can I come and get it? I said, oh, Jesus Christ, man, you know, nothing like a hurry, huh? And so I said, well, we'll have it for you Wednesday. It'll be prepped and ready to go on Wednesday. Good. We're coming on Wednesday afternoon. I said, well, don't get here after five o'clock because we close the doors at six and, you know, we don't want any lame fuck around hanging around bullshit. Okay, that's fine. I'll be there at five o'clock. Good enough. Okay. We finally got to meet the missus. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay. Uh, 20 years ago when she got that boob job, she was something. I mean, I'll bet you she could stop traffic in whatever boating community they live in. They are boat lifestyle people. Oh, salt life. Salt life, salt life people. I love when Lake Erie people have salt life stickers. Oh, you, yeah. they did. They had salt life stickers all over their car. Yeah. I had salt life stickers all over that fucking element. Carp, carp yeah. life. Yeah. yeah. Carp, <laughs> carp life. <laughs> what, no, what is it? Uh, algae plume life. <laughs> Zebra mussels. That's not as funny as No, carp but carp life, life, carp life works in, this, in the yeah, whole yeah, font yeah, and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can make a fish hook carp out of the life. sea. Yeah. It's perfect. Carp life. <laughs> how, how could they have not taken that shit yet? Yeah. Anyway. That's free for the, from yeah. the Uncle Thank Phil. You. Look at this. Clamscape, carp life. We're giving them all away. We're giving them all away. <laughs> <laughs> Understatement of the century. She was kind of a weird one. Ah. Mm. But I could see that she could give as good as she could get. Uh-huh. And now she had strong opinions about a lot of things and uh, whatever. <laughs> and then I find out, I'm like, well, so, you know, do you guys rent a truck? And, uh, no, she's riding at home. <laughs> oh, not again. Are you fucking kidding me? 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. She didn't get a free helmet, though. Fuck her. She brought a helmet. All right. She brought a helmet. He didn't. Uh, if I were him, I would have jumped in the car and drove away with the fucking <laughs> helmet. Yeah, fuck oh, yeah. I give as good as I get. I bought you a scooter. Now you have fun riding at home. Yeah. Now here's the fucking shocking thing, because that's not enough. I'm like, so how are you going to get the 200 cc brand new scooter that you you know you you got to break things in, in dude. Yeah. You can't just point it west on Interstate 90 and go to fucking Toledo on day one, minute one, no miles. Can you? Should you? No. Oh, yeah, we're going we're gonna to go out Route 2. It's a lot slower. <laughs> okay, for people who don't live in Cleveland, fucking wow. Ohio, and go to Cedar Point all the time, if, you, if you're not familiar with the Amazement Park, America's Roller Coast, you don't know that Interstate 90, a.k.a. Interstate 80 is the thing you got to get on to eventually get onto Route 2, mm. which is still a 65-mile-an-hour road. 70 for most of it. Yeah. Thank you very much. On your brand-new, not-broken-into 200cc Taiwan scooter with your little adorable, cute, I-wish-I-had-a-Harley-Davidson skid lid on <laughs> and your shorts and your flip-flops. Oh, oh nice. Oh, no. And your halter top, oh, because God. you want everyone to appreciate your investment in breastages. The boobas. Yeah. That's how she drove to Toledo. Hmm. Can you say windburn? Yeah, yeah <laughs> any of the above, dude. I have been hit by a bug at 70 miles per hour. It hurts. Uh, DOT flip-flops don't cut it on Did the interstate. Did you bring any... Gear? No, that's how she left. She, did she buy any gear? No, she had a helmet, Oscar, which is one thing more than he had when he left. True. I would have, again, I would have gone out in the car and I would have hauled ass out of the parking lot, leaving with the helmet. her with a key in my hand and nothing else. Yeah, why not? And yeah. that would have been like, okay, you know where the house is. Fair play. I yeah. bought you a bike. Yeah. Ta-da! Ta-da! <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, so I thought you guys would appreciate that as we are what we are, and that's the world we live in, as we are the painful, awful savages that we are. So how's this for a segue? So in introducing everybody here, we had Uh a new member that's an old member that has recrested himself as Dan the Squirrel Slayer. Uh (laughs) Yeah, tell us about that. So what's this all about, Dan? Yeah, kind of long story. Bought my new car last year. Had a squirrel move in who vacated when I was at the gas station. And I had to remove all the dust in the <laughs> And the air and filter, wait, right? Or, or just around How the... did you find out? I mean, did you, were you at the gas station and fucker ran out? You yeah, saw him? I'm, I'm like at the gas station. The squirrel from underneath my car runs away. And I'm like, what the fuck? Open the hood. Big squirrel nest on the intercooler. <gasps> oh, oh, my God. But that was, la- that was last year, right? Huh? That was last year? Yeah. Okay. Last year. Okay. So the car's been fine since then. Uh, so today, the windshield wipers won't work, and the lane guns doesn't work. <gasps> so I take it into the dealer, and they're like, dude, some big rodent threw, chewed through your wiring harness. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. $3,700 for a wiring harness for a Subaru Ascent. Wow. Damn. So that's a great car. $100? $3,700. To fix a squirrel chow? Well, it's a harness and that's the installation. That's just for the harness. That's not labor. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. Not, oh. So are you oh. turning into Bill Murray from Caddyshack? Wait a second. Wait a second. second. So I thought just, it was with the... Uh, I'm shocked that just the wiring harness alone is 3700 bucks. 
Well, it probably is CAN bus and stuff, right? It's like all connected. It's not just a normal. No, wire I'm harness. certain it's CAN bus. It's, I'm it's, certain yeah. it's 93 miles of wire. Yeah. It had no idea that items were disconnected. So, mm-hmm. uh, wow. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy. They're gonna they're gonna splice the wires for me. I'm gonna probably just unload the car. So, Dan, to make you feel better about your situation, according to (laughs) MotorBiscuit.com, now, I just, this is real. Up until 10 years ago, car makers' only option for wiring was petroleum-based products. Mm -hmm. Then came along a brand new environmental-friendly idea, soy-based wiring coverings. This insulation is great for the environment because it it biodegrades completely in landfills but it also proves irresistible to rats, squirrels, mice, and the occasional rabbit. Subaru owners with the problem suddenly found themselves experiencing problems like the digital dashboard malfunctioning, the engine light coming on, the low fuel light blinking, or the fuel gauge not displaying properly. Upon inspection by dealership mechanics, it was found that rats had chewed through the wires or the wiring harness. Other owners reported the power steering wires being chewed through, which cost close to $3,000 to fix. Rodents are not covered by warranty. Of course so not. even though this is a problem based on a decision that Subaru made, okay, who knew that rats <laughs> destroying the wiring harness is not covered by warranty? Subaru was among a group of automakers sued in 2017 for using soy-based wire coating. The lawsuit was filed in Hawaii, but depending on the verdict, it may have nationwide or statewide sales implications, statewide implications. The manufacturers involved, including Toyota and Honda, have claimed this isn't a defect. Sounds like a defect to me. In fact, in July of 2018, Toyota won a dismissal of a lawsuit over rodent eaten wiring. The stance of Toyota, Subaru, and other manufacturers is if rats or other pests are gnawing on your car, it's your problem. Find a way to get rid of the rodents. Fucking hippies. If you do find your precious ride has become part of your neighborhood snack parade, there are a few things you can do. First, keep the vehicle in a garage if you have one. Second, don't let your car sit for long periods of time outside without starting it. Moving it daily will help keep rodents from settling in. Third, look around the area you park your car and see if there's anything attracting vermin. Yeah, it's your fucking car. Your car is attracting vermin. You're driving a fucking squirrel feeder, motherfucker. Make sure there is no available food source besides your wire coverings. That's adorable. Other ideas include leaving your hood up at night. That's dumb. What? Setting traps in your garage or spraying the engine area with peppermint oil several times a week. Oh. What? Garlic oil, too. It doesn't look like Subaru really has a solution for this crazy problem besides the suggestions above or possibly getting a cat. Unfortunately, for drivers who want to go green, it sometimes comes with unexpected consequences. Okay, here's my hot take on this, if you will. If Subaru made a car and the seatbelts on the car degraded with sunlight, sunlight is a natural occurring Mm -hmm. phenomena. And if the seatbelts in that car degraded with sunlight and were deemed to not work or fail after two or three years of your car being parked in the sun, they wouldn't have a fucking leg to stand on the first time Jimmy and Susie go through the fucking windshield <laughs> and somebody determines that their, their seatbelts in the area that the sun shined on them deteriorated. That's called using inferior quality materials. If you use inferior quality materials in your tires and your name of your company is Firestone and your Ford Explorers keep flipping over, killing people, 
your company is at fault for using inferior quality materials in your tires and killing a fucking bunch of people. If your company does not acknowledge the existence of rodents (laughs) and uses rodent food-based wiring harnesses, (laughs) here's an interesting thing. If your wiring insulation isn't there and your car doesn't do what it's supposed to do at 80 miles per hour and your power steering doesn't work or your power brakes don't work and you die, it's not the rat's fault. It's the guy who put rat food on the wiring. That's his fault. The company that decided that they wanted to make the wiring out of something that was inferior or not suitable. That's inferior materials. I mean, that's what that is. And we, we absolutely know that if we sold a product, no matter what that product was, if we sold a product and it was proven to be de- degraded by a natural phenomena, they can't sell you a car if the paint comes off in the rain, <laughs> right? Because the rain is a natural occurring phenomena, right? Just, I mean, it's just fucking ridiculous that anybody would even think for a second that having soy-based wiring, look, I get it. You tried something. It didn't fucking work. There have been no shortage of things where the manufacturer was clearly at fault for using an inferior product or an inferior grade of material. It happens all the time in the automotive industry, and you have to step up and admit it and take your lumps. Um, There's a General Motors product where the bushings in the front suspension went to shit. And the whole front end of the car would wobble, wobble, wobble. And sometimes you'd end up with the flying W where your, your tires would, your front tires would cross. And it the was snow plow. Yeah. It was the, the giant the, <laughs> uh, pizza, French fries, pizza, French fries. Little young skiers will get that shit. And when your car does pizza, <laughs> right? When, when your car does pizza at 80 miles an hour, you lose your family, right? And general motors uh, over in Europe, had this problem, they had gone to a supplier and the supplier was not using the correct grade of of rubber in the bushings. And the bushings were just going to shit. And they were corroding out like within three years of buying the car. And General Motors had to step up and take care of all that. They had to fix all of that. And not only did it go for the car when it was brand new, but it also went for if you'd already fixed the fucking problem. If your car had that problem six years ago or three years ago, well, they got to compensate you for that. Show them your invoice for your work and they got to pay it. So that's faulty materials. That's substandard materials. And if Subaru and Toyota, if Toyota was able to bully whoever these claimants were and say that, no, soy-based wiring is okay. Well, Oscar and I know a thing or two about scooters, motor scooters, Italian vehicles from... (laughs) the 60s and 70s and stuff like that. And we can tell you that for some reason, the green... The green wire. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking uh, disintegrates the as green, soon as you touch why? it. Why? The green colored wire, <laughs> yeah. not yeah. the red wire, not the yellow wire, not the yeah. white wire, not the blue wire, not the purple wire. The green wire, whatever they used on that green wire, vaporizes. 
And so you're like, I'm going to unplug this wire so I can change my voltage regulator. And the whole thing just instantly disintegrates in your hands. The other wires that are right next to it don't disintegrate. They're fine. But the green wire, which goes all the way from... The green wire vendor. Yeah, dude. So whoever was the vendor for the green wire, it was inferior product. And obviously, we know the problem these days. When we see the symptoms, we kind of know where to look. Subaru's got... 86 miles of wire in your car to the point where they've, they've even said the wiring harness is worth $3,600. My argument is a catalytic converter on your car, any EPA device, any EPA device is warranted for no less than eight years, regardless if your car has a two-year warranty or five-year warranty or anything. An EPA device is always warranted for a minimum of eight years. It's a law. If your catalytic converter took a shit in five years or six years or your um, EVAP pump or your MAP sensor or something that was pollution EPA rated, you're entitled to get that shit fixed for free, get that part replaced, even if your car's out of warranty. You cannot tell me that the, the wiring harness, which is the, the nervous system of your butt or your car, isn't covered from faulty piss poor workmanship and it is piss poor workmanship if look i I mean it's just i hate to say it but if it was a windshield tesla is going to be replacing a shit ton of windshields because they're a little on the thin side in the interest of making them lightweight and whatever that's safety that's literally the safety of the occupants inside if your wiring harness takes a shit because rocky and bullwinkle had their (laughs) way with it then it's not your fault as an owner And also, how could it not be covered under warranty? Your warranty, if your warranty is a three-year warranty, isn't it? Right? Dan, you you got to take Phil with you tomorrow. I mean, I understand this whole statement about somehow Toyota wiggled their way out of that situation. But it's fucking Toyota. They got a billion dollars for the lawyers. No, they said Toyota won a case. Oh, okay. So in the article I read, it said that Toyota won a case. And there's some sort of case law based on that. But the point being... Subaru made the decision to use, you know, zero landfill based wiring harness and eco-friendly shit. You just have to admit it was a bad idea. Yeah. I've always wondered why it got kind of peckish around Dan's car. Around Dan's yeah. car, right? Soy boy but over here. I mean, yeah, it, it is almost impossible to say that that's not a warranty claim. You know, they gave me a motor car. Yeah. Pretty quickly, it's I'm exactly sure. Exactly the same color as yeah. mine, and yeah. I'm going to park it in exactly the same place. <laughs> hopefully, the dealership will have a thirty-seven hundred dollar problem on their hands. I am. I'd fucking smear peanut butter on that shit too. Just yeah, fuck their shit up. <laughs> peanut butter, peanut oil. Yeah, yeah, right. Just in principle, <laughs> this is a little. I mean, this is a, a squirrel scent. <laughs> a little female, a female yeah. squirrel urine. Hormones or pheromones or whatever. <laughs> I have a question too. You might, you might also look at your car insurance policy because your car insurance might cover this kind of thing. Um, Cause it is. God. It's vermin. <laughs> Act of God. Well, right, okay. Act of God is what the dealer said. Yep. Exactly. Last night we had some wind. Mm-hmm. If you live here, you know that. And uh, Mrs. Did, Smith had some wind too. But, uh, <laughs> damn Brussels sprouts. Uh <laughs> We had There's some wind in my neighborhood. Cruciferous vegetables again. And apparently, apparently, when Merritt went out for her uh, morning constitutional, when I call that, that's something else. But when she went out for her morning constitutional, 
a, a big fucking part of a tree decided to go on walkabout and fell not on my the guy not not on the guy's house who owns the tree, but it oh, fell no. on the guy's neighbor's Toyota Camry. Oof. And so the guy's Toyota Camry is now banana shaped because it fell right on the B pillar. So literally right between the driver's door and the rear passenger doors. And I mean, it got it good. That car's fucked. That car's totally fucking foobar. Now, that tree has squirrels in it. See where I'm going with this? Continue. Right. I I, I went down this road two years ago. Yeah. So that might be a homeowner's issue. Go ahead. And it might be a car insurance policy issue. Because you have to figure out whether your car is protected on your car insurance policy from acts of God, like a giant fucking tree falling on it. Because I can tell you, we had a neighbor's tree fall onto our building here. And even though the tree part that fell onto our building was hooked to our neighbor's tree, because it fell on our building, it was our problem. Correct. And so our insurance for our shop, our building insurance here is tasked with paying the damages for his shitty, unmanicured, untaken care of tree. And your deductible is in play also. Exactly. Absolutely. So in in your case, I would wonder if your homeowners or I would wonder if your automobile insurance would cover that because depending on where you are, it could be cheaper than coming out of pocket $3,600. But I also think that there should be a fucking class action against Subaru or against anybody who uses soy-based wiring. Because clearly, if Motor Biscuit found out about it, and I didn't know what Motor Biscuit was until I just <laughs> did a fucking Google search on it, but if Motor Biscuit ran a fucking article about it, that means that the more quote-worthy news sources probably know about it too. And I bet you Send that your questions to motorcycles and misfits. Exactly, that. right. So the other question is, if I do an auto insurance claim, does that mean it shows up on a Carfax report? Oh, not if you do a house insurance claim. Plus, right? who cares? You're, it's yeah. a lease, right? Right. No. Oh, no, you bought it? I yeah. bought it. Oh, yeah. never mind. Zero percent financing. Of course I bought it. Did you know that there's a class action lawsuit? Oh. Yeah. So there is a class action lawsuit. So uh, so that's something interesting. Giddy up. And so, yeah, so while that's going on, they, you do, they, will, I, they will acknowledge And that's going to take 96 years, right? So that's yeah. going to take 96 years. But, you know, just get, you'll get... You'll get $5. Or <laughs> right, because they have to pay the lawyer fees. Right. right. So it'll be, you know, there'll be a $2 million payout, but the lawyers are going to take $2.9 million. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's one of them deals. Uh, it is It is very, you know... I, I, there's a viable solution. Duct tape a couple of black cat plastic cartridges refillable on an underhood fender or wherever. Got to be more detectable than the wiring insulation or got to be more delectable. This is like when Johnny Mecklefresh used to talk about the decon air filters. You know, where you have like the yeah. decon rat poison air filters. I think that's not a bad, I think it's not a bad idea. But you do, it's a fucking crazy thing. So it does seem like you're not the only person that's had this experience. That sucks, man. Yep. I, I'm shocked, though, that, you know, if they make the exhaust out of peanut butter. Yeah. Yeah. What do they expect? Oh, yeah. You know, well, we're not going to cover it when the, when the rats all come and eat it, even though we made the exhaust out of peanut butter. Like, what the fuck, man? So, yeah, it's pretty bad. 
but it does look like this has happened to a lot of people. Yeah. Um, there is a 2017. It says a Subaru hit with another lawsuit. It's Forrester attracts rats. So that, that's a story that's real. That's a story that's real. You can't you can't beat that. Uh, so yeah, so there are. You're not the only one, man. Is when you came in here today and said that happened, I was like, well, dude, you must live in a very very squirrel infested area. We do I, live in a very squirrel infested area, but but your but car. There also- are so many fucking nuts. That squirrels are not going why hungry. Would they, right. So what makes why would that they, yeah. wiring so appealing that they're True. going for it? Because it smells like fucking chocolate ice cream to a squirrel. Yeah. <laughs> and, it's, it's like, and it's warm. Yeah. And it's being served in a beautiful environment. The they're dry underneath your hood. Uh, yeah. Out of the elements. Yeah. <laughs> and do you know why there's all those nuts? Because the squirrels are all fat on your wiring harness. Yeah. <laughs> they're leaving those for later. And if you live in like Portland, Oregon, a pretentious, you know, riddled with lesbians driving lesbaroos, then you're going to have these giant fat squirrels everywhere and all the nuts are going to go uneaten. So come on, man. Yeah. Let's get it right. The lesbians need to eat the nuts. Plus the chemicals in it that are helping these squirrels develop bigger brains. So they're actually, you know, working together to take over your entire car. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So. So I got to say, we're going to do a line of motorcycles. And to keep ourselves fat and sassy in the world of service, <laughs> I want to make sure that our uh, our carburetors are all going to be made of Velveeta. And all the wiring is Laguini. All the wiring, all the wiring and stuff is going to be coated in in the finest. Uh, I think like a nice dark chocolate, maybe. Ooh, right, yeah. something well, delicious. For Cleveland, you just have to cover it in insulation. syrup based insulation. Or fentanyl. Right. If you like blazed it with fentanyl, you'd have mm. all the crackheads just chewing away at your No, just wire. make it out of copper. Copper. <laughs> <laughs> they'll find it. As long as it's copper, they'll find it. Yeah, that's that's all there is to it. God, that's fucked up. I mean, that is super duper fucked yeah, up. That is yeah. crazy. I feel I feel really really bad about that. Speaking of warranties, um, if you have Continental uh, TKC eighties on your tires, I was going to bring that up. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one, Oscar. I think I might have the paperwork over here. Yep, right there. So, uh, yep, here we go. So, you guys, this is not fucking around. If you waited until the end of the podcast hoping to hear something important, here it is. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Turn off whatever else you're watching. Listen. Because this could be your ass. Yeah, this is important. This is important. Continental. This is a recall. And this is important. So if you own Conti Goes, if you own LBs, if you own K62s, or certain sizes of the TKC80, those are the big knobbies I like so much. Uh-oh. Yeah, right? <laughs> Um, you do want to go to Continental and type in the NHTSA recall. For people who are going to listen and take notes, it's recall number 22, T as in Tango, 006. 22, Tango, 006. This is a fucking deal. Uh, you got to be, you got to be aware of this. Um, tires are the only thing between you and certain death. Okay. And, uh, oops. Yeah. Of air. Hoops of air. What did you say? Spheres, uh, uh, tubes of air, right? Right. Yeah. Spheres of air. Uh, that's all tires are, right? Continental Tire has determined that groove cracks in the tread rubber developed during internal testing. Groove cracking may appear during the tire service life and can lead to tread separation, increasing the risk of a tr- crash. I'm going to translate that into owner. It happened. 
this wouldn't have happened. I wouldn't be holding this paper in my hand yeah. unless it was somebody's ass. Probably happened more than once, too. Probably happened a fucking lot because nobody, nobody does a recall if they don't have to. Yeah, for, for one set of tires. Exactly. And, and isn't that recall not just for motorcycles? Those are the ones for motorcycles, but the list, I think, also had some... I car didn't, there's tires, no car tires on this one. Okay. This is this is purely okay. motorcycle. Go through here and, and kind of check. Uh, I'm going to give you these to look through and okay. kind of go through it. Uh, but here's what I'm going to tell you. If you're not certain, if you don't know whether or not you have the Continental tires, if you have Continental tires on your motorcycle right now, or if you have a motorcycle, go look at it and make sure that you don't have Continental Tires. If you have Continental Tires, then go to their website or type Continental Recall into Google. You don't have to be smart. You just have to be proactive. Okay. If you've got a Conti Go, if you've got an LB, a K62 or a TKC80, now you got to really look at it because this does not affect one set of tires. This affects tires manufactured from the first week of 2019 to the 17th week of 2022. That's three fucking years. So this isn't five tires, boys and girls. This is 500,000 tires. This is the whole product line. This is the whole product line, exactly. So this is three years worth of tires. So now we can math it back one step. If you own a motorcycle with Continental tires and you believe you bought those tires between year of our Lord 2019 and year of our Lord 2022, you should definitely be checking your garage right now. Please do. Please, and the, please and the recall has pictures on how to read the, the dates. Yeah, and, stuff. and the dates will always be in an oval on the side of your tire. So when you're looking at the sidewall of your tire, you're going to see the an oval on the side of the tire that will give you the date code of your tire. And you'll see a number. You know, you're gonna it's always going to be on the inside, though. Yeah, where the air goes. Sure, Chris. Uh, <laughs> it'll be an oval or a square-shaped thing and it's going to be the only numbers on the side of the tire that look like they were branded into the tire all the other numbers on the tire will be a raised relief Mm -hmm. these will be the numbers that go into the rubber and so the into the number rubber how you can read the production number is it will give you and i'm going to give you an example so if a tire says two 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 on the side of it that's the 22nd week of the 22nd year okay so if your tire is you know going back to as this says 01 which is the first week of 19 year of our lord 19 2019 and then it goes to 1722 that's the 17th week whatever that is you know uh, that'd be like may 1st right may the week the first week of may 22 so all okay. of the ones that have a 19 20 21 yeah. and some of the 22s <laughs> yeah are are pretty much probably pretty much yeah, okay. you you got to you got to worry about that yeah and remember, K62s, my scooter boys and girls, mm. K62s are those beautiful Conti white walls. Oh. Three and a half by 10, sick ass, beautiful, nice white, don't fade, don't, don't turn brown, kick ass white walls. Those are the K62s. So if you have got white wall tires on your back. I got Shinkos, baby. Because <laughs> I got no money. Because yeah. those, those Conti, those, those Conti yeah. K62s are about 72 bucks a piece. Yeah, it's kind of steep for a three and a half by yeah. 10 white wall. <laughs> but keep in mind, though, that they do those K62s in a lot of different sizes. Yeah. Yeah. So if you've got, you know, Billy yeah. Joe Jim Bobbers, 
Harley Bobber Davidson, and you've got some, you know, Royal Enfield Bobber Davidson, or you've got some Triumph Bobber Davidson. If you've got Conti White Walls on your bike, check your stuff, check your shit, because you got to be aware of that. Conti Goes are a very popular tire because they're very affordable. And a Conti Go tire is on a lot of fucking bikes. Uh, The LB, man, I got to tell you guys, if you're running LBs, LBs is that vintage tread pattern. That tread pattern oh, that yeah. looks like, you know, if you've got your old Yamaha XS650 or you're trying to build like an old BSA bobber lookalike kind of thing, um, LBs are probably the tire you got on your bike. Those are the ones that look like old Speedway tires. So that's the tires we're talking about. TKC80s we know are the sexiest tire ever built by God or man. <laughs> so that's what the tire looks like. Go check your tires, please, people. I mean, there's not stuff that we get serious about here, but I don't want anybody getting killed. Over Send some- us an email, too. If you go out and check your tires and you got some yeah. some shit, let us know. Right. And yeah. then there's all kinds of instructions in this letter that we got because we're a dealer and we're well, a continental dealer. Let me ask dealer. you this. Does yep. the recall... So say like I go home and I'm like, oh, shit, yep. I have these tires. I would tell you not to fucking ride it. Well, yeah. But what my, my right. other point is, are they going to pay to have your tires changed out or yeah. just send so, you new tires? I'm glad you asked. I got, I'm glad you asked because there is, in fact, a guideline for this. Uh, for the end consumers, right? The end consumer, the biggest deal is CTA's Continental Tire is going to notify as many consumers it might know about. But how the fuck would CTA know that? How would Continental know that you've got these tires on your bike? Right. Did you get your tires home and do a warranty registration on your tires with Continental Tire? Probably fuck not. no. Exactly. <laughs> right. That's exactly right. Most people don't. So, yeah, you're not a registered owner of that tire. The dealership may or may not have you in their computer as Steve Cinch bought Continental K62s. It might just say Steve Cinch bought some tires. Yeah, but I mean, can't you just like, like so what is Show your requirement? Up with the tires yeah. Like, yeah, look at here's my I got yeah. tires here. Yeah, so that's exactly right. So that's absolutely right. So what you've got to do is if you realize that you are an owner. Jump on your bike and ride to the nearest yeah. dealership. <laughs> Fast and take some chances. Yeah, right. Get there as quick as you can before all the other guys get there. Right. What I would tell you to do, okay? Here's what I'm going to tell you. And this is straight from the fucking dipshit's mouth. Because I'm reading it off of the letter. Right. If you have one of the covered tires, please contact us at the toll-free number 888-799-2168. Menu option, motorcycle tire recall. To confirm that your tire is eligible for a free replacement with a substantially similar tire. If you have disposed of the tire, the affected tire already, or you sold the vehicle on which it was mounted, please contact us at the same time. Number. It's actually, yeah, it's the same number. Menu option, motorcycle tire recall with the name and address of the new owner. So if you know. Uh, so they're that, trying to. If you this is serious. This yeah. is serious. This yeah. is serious. Yeah. You know, somebody, somebody came in the shop the other day and they're like, yeah, we have a, there's a, there's a thing that's about to happen. The customers are going to find about, find out about, about a certain electric uh, motor scooter that rhymes with moo. And uh, I had a customer in the other day that was like, Man, you know what? That's why you got to buy a Honda because Honda never has any recalls. Mm. Fuck you. Honda had a recall that was so serious. If you owned a Honda Goldwing, they told you don't ride it home from work. Leave it at your job site. We'll send a truck. 
That's how serious the Honda Goldwing brake recall was and rear swing arm recall was. They literally sent a flatbed out to where you work or your girlfriend's house or whatever. They said, don't ride it five feet. That's a serious recall. It happens to everybody. So this is the deal. Call that number because don't call your dealer and say, hey, Hillbilly Jim, who sold me these tires? Don't call Amazon. Hey, I bought these tires. Don't call the guy that you bought the motorcycle from. Hey, you sold me a motorcycle with some bullshit tires. Don't call any of those people. I'm gonna call say, us. I'm going to say it again. Call Continental. Don't call your dealer. I have the dealer packet in my hand. It is not adequate. Call Continental. They're the people who originated the recall. I have the dealer packet. It is not everything we need to know because Continental wants to handle this on a perfect case-by-case basis. They don't want it to be a y'all come. They don't want some dealership like mine calling and saying, you know, we sold 700 Continental tires last year, and I'd like to get a credit for mounting all these tires, and I'd like to get 700 new free tires. No, that's not how it's going to work. Call that number. And that number again is 888-799-2168. Call that number if you got Contis on your bike. Because I got a feeling in order for it to be this big, serious. Yeah. somebody lost a wife, girlfriend, or a husband, right? Uh, this is not a good looking recall. This is a recall that's got some serious shit going on. So just letting you guys know, Oscar, thanks for bringing that yeah. up, bringing us, bringing that back on a lighter note. Uh, <laughs> and now back to you, Bob in the studio. Well, uh, we do have one thing. So yeah. some of us at this side of the table all went to, uh, the fuel show last oh, week yeah. at Hale farm and village where it's perpetually 1828. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it was beautiful and everything, but it took away the hoonagisms. Well, the the last time fuel was on, you know, the east side of Cleveland in an industrial area. Cleveland Twist Drill. Cleveland Twist Drill Factory. What did that encourage? Shenanigans. Hooliganisms. Hooliganisms. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, the the street in front of the Twist Twist Drill Factory turned into an impromptu display of speed, force, and theatrics. Yes. And I can't imagine you doing that at the Century Village of Hale Farm and Village. Nope. I mean, there's sheep. Yeah. <laughs> there's yeah. people like blacksmiths, like katink, katink. I don't think there's they were working, though. They butter were being I saw, I, I saw uh, a guy doing a pots, clay pots. On his well, I saw a lot of guys doing pot, but I didn't see anybody actually yeah. working on a blacksmith. Hale Farm and Village okay. is a pristine throwback to 18 or 1700s American life. I mean, this is revolutionary wartime. This is everybody's in character. Everybody's in costume, except for all the assholes on the choppers and the rigids and the vans that say fuck wagon on the side of it. Mm. And, and here they're going past Millie and the whole class of first graders who are learning how to churn butter. And then pussy wagon goes by followed by Satan's penis and like all this shit, because no, that's it what pussy, it is. Daddy, what does that mean? What's that? Pussy control. Pussy control. Was the Thank one you. that was there. Yeah, pussy control. Purple w- bike was there. Yep. And so, like, that's you know, that's a little bit of a clash of cultures. But you know what? I think it kind of. I mean, like, the show itself was pretty cool. Yeah. Like, I mean, like, it was laid out well. It was fun mm-hmm. to walk around and see all the stuff. There was a shit. To, how many people do you think were there? Oh, Dan? a lot of people. 
I mean, like, like the 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 bike parking, the bike parking was a C. It had to be like five thousand bikes. Mm-hmm. You don't think so? How there was more than three hundred, dude. Dude, every line was like sixty bikes. There was like fifty lines. Yeah, he's Smith is fucking. But yeah, but, but like yeah. So I mean, like the show was great. It was interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the hooniganism was gone. No, you can't get hoonie at Hale Farm and Village. I'm I mean, sure whatever the after party was, that's where the hooniganisms took place. I really because I've gone to see Revolutionary War reenactments there. Yeah, right. Because it's the perfect spot for it. Yes. And uh, I grew up in a weird household. Her dad was into that kind of stuff, racist. And uh, but he, but you know, he drag us to those kinds of things all the time. And did you attend the one where the Nazis won? No, no okay. that was the a different one. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, yeah, you yeah. all can't be eighty second airborne asshole. <laughs> the world needs some Nazis too. Okay, uh, I heard that many times as a kid growing up. So yeah, the Jonathan Hale Homestead, yeah. purchased in eighteen ten, hmm. preserved as it was in eighteen twenty five welcomes pussy control yeah right so yeah that's that's something i mean yeah but it was it was interesting i mean like and dan pointed this out and actually after he pointed it out i looked at it um the trend this year now is making bicycles into motorcycles yes bicycles with motorcycle engines yeah 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 that's definitely happening there was a a lot of them the one the coolest one i think for me that i saw was a CT70 that was made into mm-hmm. a chopper, yeah. but oh, it was geez. a 14-year-old girl did it. Yeah. Oh, and that okay. was fucking well, that's cool. cool. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. And I think that's our buddy's daughter who's kind of been getting deeper and deeper into motorcycle custom builds. Okay. Um, we met her a few years ago at the, uh, Cle- uh, the Progressive International Motorcycle Show in Cleveland. Yeah. And uh, yeah. And so, yeah, that's cool. I mean, that talent is up and yep. coming. There's it's, a lot of people. We saw We saw one of our podcast buddies, Moto mm-hmm. Hop, and his wife. Mm-hmm. Steve mm-hmm. Noble was there. Yeah. All, all the, the usual All cats. the usual suspects in yeah. Cleveland yeah. were there. Oscar and I were at her show. Yeah. <laughs> we were macking on the goth chicks. Yeah. Yep. Nothing says nothing says goth like a 90 degree day in direct sunlight. Right. <laughs> nothing says your 11th wedding anniversary than dragging your wife to a fucking chopper show in the middle of fucking hail. Oh. oh. Did you notice that the on your way to Elton John? Should have been yeah, that's true. on your way to Elton John, yeah, yeah, yeah. which a lot of my friends did go to. Did go to Elton John. Fucking amazing! I was always a fan, but never like a wow. Oh, that motherfucker is good, dude. Live, he was really good. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah you know we uh, left there like what three three thirty in the afternoon. Yeah, and everybody uh-huh. just went home. I just rode until after sundown. Nice. Oh, you nice. did. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I that. You know, that's one of those things where I had to make a decision. It was, it was a real Sophie's choice and it really was, but that (laughs) okay, exactly right. And I'm going to, I'm going to throw this up to the big screen so people can appreciate it. Right. You've been to motorcycle events before you've seen flyers for motorcycle events before they always have what a motorcycle. Yeah. They always have like a skull. Mm-hmm. They always have like a guy in a leather jacket yeah. and some like chick with impossible boobs, right? That we've all seen flyers. A Dixon flannel, because right. it has to be right. that. We've all yeah. seen flyers for motorcycle shows. You had never seen a motorcycle show flyer like this one. Nope. It's a goddamn absolute unit of a fucking sheep. That's a <laughs> U. 
It's is that a she? That's a you? Yeah, that's not was, a unit. No, it's a you. That's a you. Y e w e u w whatever. E w e. I couldn't yeah. see his junk, so I didn't know. So, a uh, point being, I don't know gender of said sheep. I don't know how sheep identifies, but I can tell you, I've never seen a motorcycle. E <laughs> his pronouns are sheep and shep. Well, right. You know what? This, shemp. Yes. The shemp. reason they did that there, yeah. when you left, you got a part of his back to cover your wood plank seat ah. to make it more comfortable to ride home. I've never in my life seen a motorcycle flyer that involved such a majestic piece of natural livestock. And again, it really did prepare you for... The Fuel Clevelandish Motorcycle Show at Hale Farm in Century Village or yeah. Two Century Village because it's like, you know, like the world lived in, you know, ye oldie times. Yeah. Fucking great, man. That's badass. Yeah, it was a good show. Badass. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it was nice to see. It was nice to see a show. Like, they've worked hard on that show and it got big. It, it definitely got bigger. It's and I, fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. It's great. It is epic. And it had all the crazy rape fans. And it like, like Kevin's van. Green fuzz was there. All the cool yep. rapey vans were there. Yep. And, and, and that's exactly it. And I <laughs> thought that was, I thought it was kind of like, it was teetering on like a weird sex joke to put a sheep <laughs> yeah. on the flyer. <laughs> I thought maybe there might've been kind of like a bring your Wellingtons, you yeah, know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it, I, I just, again, here we are. Yeah. So yeah, this is, this is what you get for your entertainment dollar at Cleveland In Moto. This case, pants on the inside would be a, a bonus. Yeah. Pants yeah. on the inside. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Right. Yep. So that's a game. It's an old <laughs> Scottish joke. Look it up. Uh, so yeah, we got that. That's bad. It was fucking great. Super cool. Yeah, it was all right. Yeah. Yep. Oscar and I did pretty good at our, at our, yeah. At our, uh, what do they call that? The, the haunted flea market. Haunted flea the haunted market. flea market. Is that the one in Avon? Yeah. Yeah. Avon Lake. It was fucking huge. Yeah. It was how amazing. The, how, how they liked the hearse. They kind of went crazy for it. Uh, now we didn't win because there was a 1962 caddy there with the world's most perfect patina, and all the kids like patina these days. Uh, it was. We didn't win. We got a hell of a lot of attention. I'll say that. Uh, I think you just gave me an idea for a new business. Yeah. Oh, boy. You're going to sell spray on patina? Yeah, you need some patina? I got you, patina. I got patina here, baby. Hey, Jimmy, bring me the baseball bat and the fucking sandpaper. (laughs) (laughs) Patina in a can? Yeah. You just press the button on the top of the can, and a bunch of little little people come out of the can and just beat the shit out of your car? It's just hydrochloric acid. It just rusts your car. It just burns the shit. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, the, the hearse show, the haunted, uh, the haunted garage sale was fucking mm-hmm. fantastic and it was really great. And uh, aside from it being bloody hot, oh, you yeah. know, oh, yeah. but the, they had live music, they had tons of bands there. It was great. And, uh, and, and again, hearse people are hilarious people <laughs> because they're fucking hearse people, man. I mean, this is the weird underbelly of the car culture. See, Fuel missed a huge thing. They could have had like the hostile Amish playing or something. They could have cool. had the hostile yeah, Amish playing. We didn't have music. You guys had fucking oh, live yeah. music. We didn't even get that. Oh, yeah. the music at the hearse thing was, was pretty good. Epic. Nice. And we not only that, but we had Eddie Munster. Oh, fuck. Yep. You can't beat Eddie we Munster. We had yep. Butch, Butch motherfucking Patrick. Uh, we had the real butch patrick um and he was there and he was super cool i went to the car show the next day in avon lake at you know the avon lake plaza or whatever it was butch patrick did a three-day stand he did carolyn john's comic book shop on friday he did uh hearse cruising and haunted garage sale on saturday 
And then he did, uh, then he did the car show in Avon Lake on Sunday, and he had the monster, the monsters coach. Oh shit! It's pretty cool looking. Yeah, there. and he had you know, three hundred bucks goes a long way. You're not kidding. Uh, it it was awesome, and he had the mon- the monsters coach there, and he's super cool. He's talking to anybody about anything you want to talk to. Very nice. Uh, but on the Sunday show, I had taken the the gold plated Mercedes hearse over to the Sunday show. And he goes, I saw you yesterday at the Hearst show, but I, or at the, at the haunted garage sale thing, but I couldn't get away. It's so many people there. And it's true. He was mm-hmm. mobbed constantly yeah. and he does not tell anybody. No. How old? Like, so he was around. So the monsters were black and white. Yeah. Yeah. Started in what? 50 something. Yeah. gotta be something six early sixties. What have 60s. you? I mean, yeah. 60s. Right. Okay. So yeah. how old is this dude? Probably mid sixties. No. You know? Yes. Sixties. Maybe yeah. early seventies. I don't know. Yeah. Let's find out. It's not that hard. Uh, so, but what I thought was really cool was the guy was super nice and he came up to my car and took a bunch of pictures of it. And it was funny. He's trying to take these pictures and he's holding this ice cream. And I was like, dude, let me hold your ice cream. For fuck's sake, you know, you're going to spill your ice cream all over while you're taking pictures of the hearse. Yeah. And so he, he was super, super nice guy. So he's 69 years old, born in 1953. For okay. those of you who care. He's uh he's five foot seven in, in length and I don't know how much his girth is. Um, <laughs> right. Weighs weighs ten stone, I guess. So but <laughs> anywho, back to the more important story. So he's you know, we're kind of bullshitting around and everything else. I'm like I've got all kinds of stupid shit. And uh so he's like, Oh really? He goes, Next time I'm in town, let me know, because I love looking at stupid shit. I was like, I got a warehouse full of stupid shit. And he goes, oh man, next time I come to town. So we exchanged information and stuff. He's like, I really want to look at a bunch of stupid shit. And I was like, get out of here. Nobody really wants to go look at a bunch of stupid shit. But anybody who's been in my warehouse knows that, well, we have a bunch of stupid shit. shit. (laughs) (laughs) We never want to oversell the fact that we have a bunch of stupid shit because we really do have a bunch of stupid shit. And we want to make sure that people know that we have a bunch of stupid shit. Uh, but yeah, Butch Patrick was a super nice fella. Um, absolutely no complaints. And he is, he's, he's great. I mean, he's guys very generous with his time and he does, he does want everyone to have their experience. I mean, he, for being one of these child celebrities who generally turns into what, mm, uh, yeah. a, a homicidal maniac or dead. Yeah. Or, or one of the Corys or something like that. Um, <laughs> yeah. But he's, he's just a super duper nice guy. And he just, and I, you know, he's a class guy. When I tell him, I'm like, you did this on Friday. You did this on Saturday. And here you are 90 some degrees on Sunday, just dealing with old white men that want to relive their youth youth and all want to tell you some kind of a story about something. I wouldn't make it. I couldn't do it two days at a motorcycle show and I'm just tapped out. I mean, I got to walk away from the booth. Alcohol's involved. There's all kinds of shit. We have, we have problems. I don't like it. It gets on my nerves or whatever. This guy's a class act. He makes sure everybody has a great experience. And I mean, years and years and years ago, my brother and I met Elvira and she also did the exact same thing and made sure that we had our experience. When somebody can do that and consistently give you a great experience over and over and over again, man, that person, they've really committed to it. He'll work again tomorrow. He'll work again tomorrow. That's exactly because right. That's, He'll work that's, again that's tomorrow. That's what he's got to do. Yep. That's, that's exactly right. That's his product. And you're exactly right. He has to continue to be Butch Patrick 
And at the car show, too, people are like, Eddie, Eddie, come over here. Look at my car. Eddie, Eddie, come over here. Look at my car. He was Eddie on TV for like five years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> From the time he was like 11 till the time he was like 15 or 16, right? Eddie. Fuck, man. Eddie. Oh, man. He's the Bills. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, do people still call Ron Howard Opie? Maybe. <laughs> you know, maybe. That's, that's, it's a tough, I mean, that's a tough thing. And people I, still call Oprah Oprah. Uh, no, they call her Harpo Incorporated. <laughs> they call her Mrs. Harpo. Uh, but thank you very much. It was a, yeah. It's a really and he was a nice guy and I wanted to make sure give him a little bit of respect and stuff and yeah, he's a super cool. super super nice dude. And then it's nice too that this Munsters coach that he has, he bought this car. This is one of the Munsters coaches, a replica they've done. Well, we, we Oscar and I were looking at it. And so it was signed by the original Marilyn from the Munsters. So she signed it on the bulkhead. And then over on the driver's area, at some point, he signed it before he became the owner of it. How cool is that when you buy a car that's got your own signature on it? That's pretty neat. Fred Wynn? I, I don't know if Fred Gwynn's signature was on it. I don't know, but that's a, that's a real, that would be a super cool, desirable thing you know yeah there were like three or four of there them were several the, signatures there were several on it. Of them on the i'm sure grandpa dish. munster's cum stains are in the back seat i'm, I'm almost positive <laughs> and on that we're going to remind our folks to please remember to ride fast and take chances play us out of here no johnny back tonight friends